welcome to our Morning Joiners podcast. I'm Nelson. I'm Jeff. And I'm Kyle. We're the fucking Morning Throners. And welcome back to another episode of your favorite Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We are the Morning Throners. Cat 7 on deck. Gotta love a good cat chapter. I do think this is an awesome chapter. Nelson's got some tissues, uh out too yeah i want to get into what kyle thinks about this but before we do there was something that kyle forgot to forgot yeah. what we were talking about at the end of the last chapter and told us to remind him i have written down at the top of my notes. no i forgot i forgot to ask kyle gotcha. somebody forgot something and i thought i was gonna have more than a day to figure this out <laughs> ask kyle how Tyrion will hurt cersei because he's like i'm gonna hurt you like he's gonna expose to this he's gonna expose jamie and her that's like the Ooh, ultimate just okay. fucking bomb that he can drop on everything, right? That is the nuke. Hasn't Stannis kind of already done that? No. This is fucking Tyrion. Y- yeah, That's but true. I mean, it's rumored that they don't like family. each other. Is it when they don't even like each other? Yeah, I guess I think he that, could though. point to all the reasons that it's not Roberts and like, you know, I like it. I'm not going to make you, like his, make you go anymore into that. Yeah, his like job it. is to convince people of things. Like 100 percent of the time, that's what he's doing, right? Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm with it. Good prediction. I thought I was going to have like another week to answer that too. Yeah, we're hoarding back to back right now. Not that these are coming out back to back, but but um no, this one was good, and it was like now I really got to read this Theon chapter, and I was kind of hoping Ooh. we didn't skip the night after I read it here. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're going to have to I didn't want to read the next one and know going into this one, you know, the end of this recording. But you can right? read Theon, but you're going to have to reread it again because we're going to take a week off, yeah. right? Like, we're not recording It's going to be week. a bit of time, yeah. yeah. It's all right. So. so, yeah, you can, I mean, you can read tonight if you want before bed time. Re- re-skim next time. Refresh it. But yeah, anytime after we record is good. It's fair game. That's what I'm yeah. Talking. Yeah. But no, it was, it was, this was probably like the most tense one in a while, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the meeting at the end is it all right like i bet nelson probably wants to read it the whole thing we're not going to but i was gonna text you guys like jokingly before like but i didn't want to even like spoil for kyle that i thought the chapter was like really good or whatever but i was gonna be like uh is it too much to do like 12 pages of of, of quotes or whatever i don't know how long it actually is different pages for me but yeah so we got a decent amount so let's let's jump in but yeah i think even beside that i think even besides that i think like the chapter is like it's it like I fucking hits you hard. Pretty... Like Kat is like in a such a horrible spot yeah. here. Just lost her children. Uh, her other children are being held by like her worst enemy. She did a part where she was talking to her dad. Who's, at war. Yeah, one's at war. Her dad is literally at least like, he's winning at bed. war. Yeah, like just everything is coming up. Not Cat like this chapter, and it's just like pretty fucking yeah. depressing. I think even pile it on more. She's in like deep mourning. And everybody else is celebrating around her. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's a party outside. That's like your team winning the Super Bowl, but you tore both ACLs and you can't play anymore. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> it's just like, but to a, a way worse level, like she literally lost. The thing She's is, got even there, I feel like maybe that person two kids would be like still happy that their team won. Kat is like, shows no happiness. She doesn't give a fuck about whatever Edmure is doing that's making everybody so happy, right? She doesn't seem to really give a fuck about that at all. Like, she mentioned yeah. that, but she's like, it's not, she, there's no conf- conflict in her. She's just 100% so, sad. The big thing we need to ask Kyle is, like, he left last chapter thinking Bran and Rickon because of, be, coming from Varys, that, and, you know, 
say what you believed, Kyle, about the Brandon Rickon news from Varys. I still think this is false information. Gotcha. So, but now, so you had said like yesterday or in the last chapter, like you said, I don't know if like this is something Varys is playing at or whatever. It seems a little bit trickier that it's a Varys game at this point, right? If yeah, if well, it is, he's getting Robert, news into River Run, right? What's his name? Roderick. Cat says Roger. she got she got letter from Roderick. Yeah. So I mean, it came from a good source. So it definitely starts cracking away at my my disbelief, but I still disbelieve. Yeah. All right. I just want to see where you're at. So we come in, and Cat is with Brienne in the Great Hall. It's just them because, like I said, everybody else else is off celebrating Edmure's return. Which is soon. He's not back yet, but he's coming back. Yep. And Rob just uh, completed his conquest of the crab. Crag. 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 Yeah, it must have uh, auto corrected the crab. crab I was people. like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so he just conquested the crag. Yeah, but I think in the last catch after we had basically heard news, he was going to the crag. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it seemed like a done deal as well. Like yeah. it didn't seem like anybody was too worried about it. Just like, yeah, he's going to go here and, and wreck some house. Yeah, and- yeah, he's kind of like going after the small houses. Yeah, little yeah. houses just paying Tywin back to what he did. Mm-hmm. So. Like we said, she's mourning the death of Brandon Rickon. Um, she thinks to herself that she's become a sour woman, uh, empty place where her heart once was. I think she's like drinking the wine and she's like, this is awful. Yeah, and this um, is what Nelson was saying. Like she's can't even feel joy right now. Like, yeah. She's just sour. Yeah. I take no joy in meter mead and song and laughter have become suspicious strangers to me. I'm a creature of grief and dust and bitter longings. There's an empty place where within me where my heart once was just she's in a bad spot so we find out that the word came from sir win yes who is with roderick is he who is sir win us so again this is a little this is a second later oh wait is it castle sir win what the fuck is castle yeah, sir yeah, win? exactly castle sir win, which is just where house sir win, like that castle that house sir win lives uh, i thought that was a maester's name yeah so cat's listening to brian chew she's not really eating she's just kind of like on edge doesn't want to like just basically tell Brienne get out of here, go party. Like, I kind of want to be alone, uh, and she's like, I don't really want to be alone. Or Brienne's like, I don't really want to go party. I'm not about that. Like Cat and Brienne had this conversation already in the last catch up or two catch ups ago or whatever. But then Cat kind of just finds herself telling Brienne this, right? She thinks to herself mm-hmm. she didn't plan to tell anybody, and then again she has like this thought, like you stupid woman, like not tell anybody isn't gonna make it not true. Everyone's gonna find out, right? Just like and it and just like. I don't know. I always felt like if you talk out stuff, it just helps you a little bit, you know? I can see what she's saying, though, where, like, she read this off a of paper, and now she's just not – she's she's kind of just been like, it's not, it's fake. Fuck this. Like, it's not real. And she's yeah. hoping that as long as, like, people aren't talking about it, then maybe it'll be off her mind or something. But clearly that's not working, and she knows it's not going to work. Vyman's going to have to tell people eventually. Yeah. Uh, so, Roderick is marching on Winterfell. Rickon and Bran were – do they know exactly what happened? Murdered. And then their heads put on spikes. Heads on spikes. And Brienne tries to be like, oh, well, at least they're with the gods now. And Kat's like. Like, the way he writes this, it's just so brutal for Kat. Like, she's like, I got a letter. And it's, like, clear that it's, like, the letter wasn't good. And Brienne's like, oh, my God, was it your sons? And Kat's like, oh, why did you say that? Just shut up and, like, tell you what it is. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. even the question about it, like, kills her. And she's like, fuck, yes, it was. Or she's she says I have no sons but Rob right is how she yeah. breaks that news which is, again mm-hmm. is just like fuck I don't know again this is one that's like I feel like it fucking hits you and Brienne doesn't understand what that is and then yeah she gets into it yeah the heads on spikes the on the dick who ate at my table since he was a boy of ten yeah I mean another kind of detail 
caught like real for Kyle. If you don't remember, Brandon Rickon tried to escape or taken out a mill on the acorn water. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was pretty much exactly what we thought was going to happen. Yeah. Well, that was where that's what Reek. That's what Reek was saying. Yeah. To, He's like, yeah, I, see, know, I, know they're at, I know where they're at. Yeah. This mill. I feel like this is all still a big setup, by the way. Fair. We're not, we're just pointing things out. <laughs> I, know, I know. You don't have to, don't, please. I don't even want to see your face, but so, like I said, Brand says, like, all right, they're with the gods. Scout's like, fuck the gods, basically. Like, why would they let Yeah, them? well, she's having the same – who else said this? Was so it- the Hound did. Well, so, again, I, Jeff was talking about parallels before. I think there's a huge parallel between this chapter and the Sansa chapter we had, like, three chapters ago, right? Like, Sansa has mm-hmm. that conversation with the Hound. I think there's a lot of parallels between that and the Jamie conversation here. Even this beginning part, right, in the beginning part of the Sansa one, She's she, saying, "Fuck it, fuck him, let him burn the sept." Yeah, once yeah. shows up. I don't care. And right, that's kind yeah, of the they same. Didn't, they didn't save my dad, type thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's kind of the yeah. same thing. Cat's thinking here, like she's one of the most religious people we know. I think I said this about Sansa before, and she's saying, "Like, look, like fuck the god. Like, who's going to do this?" Again, she she turns back on this. She's all for the gods when she's talking to Jamie, but like the thoughts crossing her mind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another big kind of callback is she she brings up her hands a bunch. Yep, just a scar. She mentions it here. Like, did the did the god stop? this guy from coming and yeah. you know slicing my hands up and yeah i didn't even i haven't even seen him awake in since before i even left like, yeah mm-hmm. but when they're on this topic of her hand she's like telling she tells brand like how the, she shows her the scars and she says like i got him this way but summer saved brand mm-hmm. and th- this is where she has this thought like how like i can't imagine like he must have killed summer and and uh shaggy like that's what they must have done like there's no way yeah. they would let brand and rickon die Without dying themselves, and, and then that that shows. Then she goes into Rob too. She even says extends that to him. So I, that's kind of why. She, that's probably how, she, how she's dealing with him being so far away as well. I just like hoping that Gray Wind got his back. Yeah, yeah. She's like, he's there as long as he's around, we'll be all right. You know? Yeah, Cat was like kind of. I don't know about these wolves, but after that assassin brand like, yeah. deal, I mean, she's the you biggest be fan like, of right, the like, good shit. You're <laughs> yeah. the man. Yeah. Number one fan, yeah. yeah. And that's what the next stop go to is like, uh-oh, my daughters who don't have either of their wolves. They're, yeah. they're in trouble. But Sansa's a lady. And it, she's, again, I, I was confused by this. I thought Kat was thinking this stuff to herself, but then Brienne's like, what are you talking about? Or it says like Brienne yeah. was confused by the shifting confusion. Like, oh my God, Kat's saying all this. She's just I like think she's spe- basically saying she's that. She's just spewing. She's like emotional right now, right? Like yeah. the wolves, Rob, what about Sansa and Ari? Like, like to find any meaning in it, Sansa is super pretty, right? And she knows all her courtesies and she's going to be okay at court. Like she has the name. She's going to get married off. Right. What are you talking? I don't know what you're talking about exactly. Like, She's like going off about Sansa being a lady and how she's always courteous. And I think what she's trying to get at is that she's so pretty and she has the name and she's going to be a a great wife with a first men name. You know what I mean? Like Sansa shouldn't be in crazy danger because they want – someone's going to want to marry her. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're talking. You're talking about like when she does. Basically, Cat goes through and just does this kind of like paragraph long info dump on each of Sansa and Arya. Nothing super new that, yeah. like, that for us, but Brienne knows. She's know just anything. she's like just complimenting. Like Brandon Rogan just died, and she's just comp- like I feel like in her complimenting of Sansa being a lady, she's not really worried about her because I don't know about that. I feel like it's more like she now that Cat has less baskets, her eggs are more densely like you know what i mean there's more eggs in the sansa bat so she's like kind of more committed to them maybe like sure she- but i also don't think she's worried that sansa's head's just gonna end up on a spike just because 
Yeah, I, I agree. She's with you, Jeff. I she's think not the heir of Winterfell. She's right? saying she's, she'll be all right. She's going to be the wife of whoever marries her. Gotcha. That's the person. But then she's like, and then she goes right into Arya, and she's like, well. Arya doesn't listen to shit. Like she's testy and fighty. Like I, I feel like the the mood changes. Like you know, Arya Arya is probably fucked just because of how she acts. Like she's gonna try and fight somebody. Yeah, she again she traps Arya up to dead, which is weird because like I and I don't even know if she's saying dead right now, but like she's, she's gonna, gonna do herself, something. Yeah, she's gonna something do stupid. something to get herself killed. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But then she gives her little like Arya list. She's like, I want them all dead. Mm-hmm. Dion. Theon first, then Jamie, Cersei, Imp, all of them. Kill them all. She's like, my girls, my girls will right. I don't know, Jeff, Jeff, now that I'm reading this sentence, I don't know that I agree with your previous statement about her thinking she'll be okay. She says, my girls, my girls will, and trails off. So I think she's like extremely worried, like they're not going to be okay. They're going to die. And so now she's like preparing herself for even more grief. Yeah, like I think Jeff's right in the fact that what she's saying is I think it's her trying to convince herself that both her daughters are like good here. Like Sansa's strong, she's a lady, she'll be okay. And Arya, she was she would always talk back, but like she was she was rough, like she wouldn't let anybody like walk all over. But then like at the more she thinks about it, she's like, No, Arya's fucked, they're both fucked, like we're all like we're yeah. all fucked. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think a lot of it too is Brienne doesn't know shit about at least that we've seen on like on page, Brand doesn't know shit about her family except for Cat. Yeah. Exactly. So this is kind of like a info dump to Cat to Brienne, even though we we kind of we already, already know all stuff. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. So she pretty much says like, shouldn't the Queen has kids too? Catelyn is like, yeah, fuck that. They're yeah. like, she's she doesn't care about mine. Why should I care about hers? Yeah. And then she goes into ice. Right. Why does she talk about ice so much here? She says ice can kill as dead as fire. When Kat says Rob will avenge his brothers, Ice can kill as dead as fire, and then goes into and and Ice was the one that would chop off heads for Ned and yeah, Rob yeah, doesn't okay. have so it. So when he chops off their head, it's going to be, be a little okay. harder. Which is weird because they don't have Ice. Elon Payne's still got Ice walking around. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so she means like I think she's using Ice like metaphorically as like Rob will be beheading people in the yeah. name of the North or you know, okay yeah. She mentions that she would enjoy passing the sentence of Theon. Mm-hmm. She again. This is like cool. It's cool that that Brienne's getting some of this like Ned Stark wisdom through Cat. Like she like Cat's dumping this on Ned, right? Or vice versa. Cat's dumping mm. this on Brienne. Yeah, yeah. Not dumping, but like I know she's dumped. getting exposed yeah. to all this like Stark culture real quick. Mm-hmm. And then she drops a bomb here. She's wine. Send oh, wine. Real quick before we do that. In that line, the man who passes the sentence should swing the sword. But Cat says ne- Ned never took any joy in it. Yes, yeah. I think this is again a callback to that Santa chapter. She John. Sansa says that Sansa no, or John Chester? Sansa Sansa says this to the Hound like she yes like, uh, don't tell me your father never killed okay. anybody he had to he never took any joy in it and then the Hound laughs he's like every man takes joy in it it's the sweetest thing there is and here Cat is saying Ned didn't take any joy in it maybe she's wrong yeah. we don't know right we don't know if Ned did, I mean but. from what we saw I mean, think maybe he'd come back and be a little bit like beaten up about it he goes back and when, cleans his cleans his sword under the hard tree for two hours you know what i mean like she right. says he was always solemn after taking a man's life it's in i was like, gonna say 100 of the kills yeah. we saw he was not pumped about yeah mm-hmm. so it makes sense based on cat we would think if anybody knows ned's head it would be cat right so. yeah yeah i just wanted to call that because i think there are a few parallels between those two chapters here yeah so yeah the big next thing is that she sent jamie wine <laughs> yeah, so she kind of tells Brienne she's like, gonna meet him at midnight. Yeah, I got this plan. Come meet me at midnight. We're gonna do Cleo's fray round two. Get him drunk. 
get some information out of it. How do they know when it's midnight? The moon is... Is the moon at the highest point of the sky? I don't think that's true. I don't know. How do you keep time in medieval days? I mean, noon's easy because the sun is... Yeah, once the sun's at its highest point. But... Does the moon travel on the same? Exactly. I guess it's a high point of the moon. I, I don't just, have an maybe answer for this one. Though. Maybe it's not the I middle. Don't think of the... So. There's some nights where the moon's not up at all. No. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Depends on our angle. I think the it's moon. always and up. And the moon is it's, up at like like there's sometimes the moon is still up moon. for a new moon. It's just blotted out well, you, by I'm, shadows. What I'm saying is you yeah. can see the moon during the daytime sometimes. Yeah. So it's not like the moon comes out at night and then the sun's out during the day. Like the sun's out during the day. That's what makes yeah. the day. But the moon. The question is. <laughs> the question is: Is the moon? Is it midnight when the moon's at its highest tip? And I don't, I don't know that. I don't. I don't think that's no way. right. No yeah. way. It can't be. I mean, it can be because it still orbits us. Well, that would mean that would it's mean not that like the, the moon's moon, on the opposite side of the sun, though. That's, that's what I was gonna say. That would mean that the moon. And well, the that's sun why have you get same, shadows. Yeah. That's why you get shadows of like the not, crescent moon yeah, and yeah, whatnot. It's not like that. Yeah. But it still orbits us, and at some point has a high point in our yeah, day. It's, it's I just don't know if that day is midnight than the sun. Right, that's why I asked the question. I was like, "How the fuck do they know when? It, how do they know it's midnight? Like, they came knocking know. on the door, like it's midnight. I think they made it up. They're like, all right. If we if we spent like a week thinking about this, we could we could come up with a way to figure. Maybe we come up with a decent way to figure, to keep track of time in the nighttime hours. If we could, they could probably stars or something. Uh, we have we just have to go outside and watch the moon. See how it. See I, how think, it I think stars would be better than the moon. Why keeping time? I think that's stupid. I think that they're way more even... fixed in the sky, just like the sun is, than the moon is. The moon goes around us. Okay, so how are you going to tell? We literally we rotate on along the North Star, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. So, so any other star, no. like if you find a different star, no. So no. A star as, as close as you can, we rotate around the North Star. Yes, right. we're sure. we're sounding real dumb because no, that's not right. That's just kind of right. So if you pick, no, a, he's not. He's right enough. If you pick a star. Off the like directly off the equator, then in the same way that the North Star is directly off the North Pole, if you pick a star directly off the equator, you could treat that star like the sun, and, and I guess theoretically track your your hours through the nighttime. Because that because you're treating that star like the thing we're saying that's on the opposite side of the sun. I think you're in way over your head here. I, I don't think, think that's right. how that works. You would have to pick a different star every night, <laughs> but it would work. I don't know if this is real. Uh, answer Polaris, the North Star appears stationary in the sky because it's positioned close to the line of Earth's axis. Yes. So I don't know what Kyle was saying, but that's why it's the North Star. We picked the star that's closestly directly above the North Pole, which is where, which is the axis. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. If anyone knows, tell us. I'm sure we could ask Tom, but all right. So she goes up to her dad's solar. Uh, there's nothing really here. She confines in her dad that she has no one, right? Like everyone's gone. He's there, but dying. Knows he's going to die soon. She had a dream about when her and Lysa were kids getting lost at Seaguard. Littlefinger saved them. Which was which was kind of strange because later on she's like pissed at him. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I mean for good reason. But yeah. And then the last real point I have before Midnight comes is that she says to him that she wants to fight him to stop. And she wants her boys back. And she wants Rob to just marry a Frey girl and go up north and have kids. She just basically wants everything to, to stop right she now. She normal. Go back to the yeah. north. Yeah. She says the Stark words, winter coming, winter has come for her. Mm -hmm. There again, there's like this whole, just like the thematic of Cat being depressed in this chapter, in this, during this section, I think is about like, when she first sits down, she holds her dad's hand. She thinks like it, again, like doesn't matter how hard I hold it. 
he's gonna die mm. <laughs> like like i'm fucked here everything then, is slipping away from me yeah yeah and then again when midnight she she hears uh rhyme and the rhymer sing uh a verse of this song Do, anything about this Kyle? does this sound familiar at all is this the one about oh no no what was his name bail or whatever bail the bard that's the, that's the wild yeah, one. I don't I don't remember this one. Should I remember this? Yeah. So again, I don't know if you should remember, but Tyrion has heard two verses. We in in Tyrion chapters, we've heard two verses of this song, or like two lines of this song. I've loved a maid as uh, white as winter with moon glow in her hair, and I loved a maid as fair as summer with sun sunlight in her hair, or something like that. So this is like the autumn verse. Okay. That's that's kind of the only thing. And the only the other two times we heard it was was. Tyrion. I think one of the times Lancel was singing it to Cersei when Tyrion like walked in on him, like in earlier in this book. And I think another one was Tyrion talking to Bronn about like the the first whore that he married. She used to sing this song, which is why Tyrion why he it comes up every time he think he hears it, he thinks about it. But yeah, so we're getting like the, another verse from that. All right, so midnight comes and Brienne gets her. She goes down to the cells and the goaler tries to stop her. And she's basically like, get the fuck out of my way. I think that's Jailer. By the way. And then Brienne stands guards. No, that's Goler for sure. I guess Goler. No, I think it's Jailer. I think Why wouldn't he it is be a spelled Jailer. But I, I, in my head, read it Goler, too. Why wouldn't this be spelled Jailer? I was assuming it was like a play on like soccer goalie. Like they call him the goaler, right? And he's like defending the goal and this guy's defending the jail. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like old English. That's probably more accurate my stupid <laughs> my stupid brain is probably just dumb. Gailer? Jailer? But she goes in to see Jamie. Well, I kinda like how he she has handles this conversation, right? So yeah. she's probably not allowed to do what she's doing here. Uh, this guy literally says, Edmure says, no one's allowed to come in without a written Oh, yeah, she again. definitely talks her way in. Status is her way in, for sure. She's as high-ranking as you can get, really, without being Edmure, but yeah. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. It's pretty much who well, she is. I mean, the, the big thing is, like, he calls him Lord Edmure, and he's not even the Lord yet. Like, and that's what pisses that, Kat off, exactly. Like, is my father dead? Do we want to go talk to my father and you have him let you, like, let me in? And, like, what if that guy calls her on this, yeah. fucking Hoster's passed out, like... Right, but she. He's not at this point. He wouldn't dare call her out. I know, especially after he like. Well, he sees that she was insulted, right? When he was drunk and just like sleeping over a barrel or something, right? Like, it just reminds me. Didn't I show you guys that clip? Uh, Which comedian is it in the Goodwill Hunting where he's like, "Hey, do you like apples?" He's like, "You know why he says yes?" It's like because Matt Damon wrote the movie. It's like nobody would say yes to that. You say no, Matt Damon is fucked. He looks like an idiot in front of all his friends. Like there's a comedian who has like a line about that. He's like, the only reason that guy say yes is because Matt Damon wrote the fucking movie. Of course he's gonna say yes. Make Matt Damon look like a badass. But yeah, like, I remember. Like I think like, you watched that just, with me. Why this guy would say no? Because George needed him say no, so he made him say no. I'm not gonna go check on Hoster, but he should just go check on Hoster, who's everyone in this fucking cast wants to know. Hoster can't even fucking. Like stand up. Nah, I mean, you know maybe I mean? they haven't really seen him, but yeah. You're saying he's not going to call because he respects Cat, not because he. No, I think because he. I would say he probably respects Hoster more, and like, oh fuck, you're right, he's not dead. Like, but you think he knows it's bullshit? Nah, I don't think he. I don't really think he's thinking. He's drunk. He's drunk. He's not even yeah, thinking think, about anything. I think he's just scared. Doesn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, he's I'm drunk, and I know it's bullshit. You're not drunk. So she gets in. Jamie didn't touch the wine. And I guess because he thinks it's poison. Like if oh, he yeah, knew, for sure. Brand's outside the whole time. Brand, she's the yeah, door. it's just up to. Which is weird because it's got to be like a double. She's like she's not chilling with a goaler, right? Like jailer. a jailer. 
He, she's like door. inside like a whatever. It doesn't matter. I assume she's at a different door than where that guy was at. Yeah, there's, like there's a secondary. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's like a cell block and then a cell. Yeah, and his cell doesn't probably doesn't have a lock on it because he chained to the wall, so you don't need that. As long as the whole cell block's locked. I don't know. It does, again, logistics don't matter. Moving on. She gets into the cell. Jamie's there in the uh, in a ball in the corner. Shit bucket in the other corner. Like Jeff said, wine untouched. Yep. He uh, talks about how you know she eat and drink because it was poison. She was like, if I wanted you dead, I would just come in here and kill you. So I don't, I don't know how many of our other fans listen to the podcast without like recently reading the books. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're just like listening through all of them because mm-hmm. we give a pretty good recap. This is one where you should go read this one. Like this dialogue is so good. Like it's George good. is a, a dialogue god. And I just love this basically from here till the end of the chapter is gold. Yeah. It's I good. love it. Uh, Jamie's got a new look going on right now. <laughs> Not on purpose, but yes. I'm yeah. giving a razor. He's shaggy. His hair's long. Looks like uh, Tom Hanks in uh, Castaway. <laughs> yeah, probably. Forte in Last Man on Earth. Tandy, you know. Yeah. He hasn't been a lot of razors since the Whispering Wood. He's uh, oh, yeah. Why would you give him a weapon, right? Yeah, the littlest of things. Seven point five months ago. Wow. So how big is a beard after that long? I mean, I guess it depends on the guy. Kyle's beard would be pretty big. My beard would be. Nothing. Yeah, our beards would <laughs> be very lame looking. It pisses me off that Kyle can grow a badass beard and he's fucking clean shaven. And he all shaves the time. it. <laughs> yeah, like uh-huh. God gave you a gift, sir. That would look good, man. <laughs> yeah, you look yeah. you look pretty good with the beard, I think. Jamie's locked up pretty tight. He's uh shackles on his arms and legs. Feet. Yep. And he's it's like awkward. He can't even like straighten out to lay is, down. Is he, is he, they say he can't lay comfortably, but like it's not like all his hands and legs are like connected by one chain. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's not like are. that, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, he. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's bent like a one link of chain, right? It's not like well, one. So no, single his, his ankles are connected, and his arms are connected, and then those chains are chained together as well. So they're like yeah, probably okay. down by his waist or whatever. By his waist, like, okay. and he just constantly stuck in this awful position like in like a c position when, I, when she first read it for some reason I, I got the picture like they were all chained together like there was one link connecting all the manacles between all but then like it doesn't make sense how we can like sit against the wall yeah okay and like drink wine <laughs> drinking wine your feet would be above your head. drinking wine by himself <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so pretty much so, he's like are you here to bang is like, he's talking <laughs> yeah. her right it's, it's how it starts yeah it's yeah. your is your bed cold i guess i can yeah. fill in sorry we killed your husband you hit you're a bank he also gives a reason why he didn't drink the wine well yeah we, we talked about that he said uh, you've been treating me like shit so far why would i trust this sudden generous gift right well she's like well, if we wanted to kill you we could just cut your head off and he's like yeah but if you poison me maybe you could play it off as like a oh, natural yeah, like like we didn't did John eat or something Aaron. like that yeah exactly <laughs> exactly oh. yeah yep so he also starts mentioning that she looks awful. Yeah, he calls her ugly. He he well, also does look awful, not, right? Not ugly, but like she looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks yeah. terrible. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like she's, again, because she, she's talked, going through a lot. We spent yeah. the last hour yeah. talking about how how awful she felt. Yeah, and do a lot. I mean, he can't look great either. But he also put himself in this position because Tyrion tried to break him out, right? So he was in like a decent cell, and now he's yeah. in the. The dark yep. cells and it's his fault. But he also was like, maybe one day he was like, "Oh, there's there's worse at Castle Rock. Maybe one day I'll put you in one." Yeah, there's place in Castle Rock to make this look like a sunlit garden. Maybe one day I'll show them to you. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. again, he's just like in like the least like the if there's any position to not be trying to threaten somebody, it's where Jamie's at right now. He's just going at it. 
you think the roles are reversed by like the way he yeah. talks to her? Here. He really <laughs> didn't change at all. And she keeps talking about how like how attractive a man he is too, like the whole way through. So like she still has like this weird respect for him as well. I, I, that's probably yeah. George being a, a a bad writer. What do you mean? Why? Like, oh, he's such a a beautiful man. Like this this woman can't overcome her feelings for this man. No, I don't think it's that. I think what it is is like George has talked about like how he he loves Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing he really doesn't like in fantasy is like, uh it's the good guys versus the bad guys, right? Like orcs who have absolutely no good in them versus all Aragorn and everybody who's absolutely never done anything bad. Okay. Right. So here he makes like the Night's Watch and like the Kingsguard. Most of the Kingsguard we've seen are shitheads. They're wearing white and the Night's Watch. A lot of them are very pretty honorable guys like Corrin and all these guys. They're wearing black, right? That's kind of like flipping the trope on their head. Not that all Kingsguard are bad and all Night's Watch are good, but like, Kind of stuff like that. So I think here, what the whole point of this is, like she says, like, no man was ever as beautiful or as vile. So I think what George is saying here is like, yes, this guy looks like a beautiful package on the outside, but that doesn't mean shit. Kind of like how when yeah. the first John, it reminds me of the first John chapter when Robert comes in and he's like, this fucking fat king, like, I'm so embarrassed <laughs> by this. Like, this is not what I expected when I, from hearing Ned's story. Yeah, he's supposed to be this great dude. And then Jamie walks by and he's like, this is what a king should be. Yeah. Right? And, but everything we, so again, beautiful, even John, I think it's like, that's why Kat's saying the same thing John's saying there. Like, this is the, this is the, what a fucking knight mm-hmm. looks like. And she's saying, how do you like physically represent like what should be great? Well, they had that like, conversation shit to your too, core. Yeah. 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 So I th- I'm just saying, I don't think it's a physical attraction on Kat's part there. I think it's kind of doing more yeah. of what I was explaining. So next he even tries to shoot this shot again. Um, chronologically, he mentions that he could service her bed. We, we talked about that well, already. He's, he's coming at Rob here. He's like... And this is what I was saying. Like He shoots a shot knowing that if he had a sword and he had a shot at single combat, he could win. Yeah. Right. I thought you were saying shoot your shot as he's trying to fight. Yeah, okay, that's why I yeah. said what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, because he's done this already with Rob. Rob, right? He shot a shot like, let's just fight me and you and we'll solve yeah, this thing the old way. It. Like, you only do that if you know you're going to win. Like, I'd get a Nelson be like, hey, like, or Tyrion. Well, and Kat, I don't know if she says it right here, but at one point she says, ah, you weren't, like, when you had an army behind you, weren't you were calling for single combat? Like, you weren't so confident. Sure. Like, I mean, why would you? You had an when army. You had a better option, right? Yeah, exactly. That's like like something I know I can beat you in. All right, well, shit, I just lost the big battle, but hey, I can save this. I know I'm better than you at this. It's maybe it's kind of like the Tyrion trope or Tyrion thing too, where he's he's saying like, either I'm gonna rot in the cell and you're gonna kill me eventually, or it's gonna be awful, or I can have a chance to get out. Right. Right. So yeah, and he, probably and he a better than fifty fifty chance. It's probably a 70, yeah. 30, 80, 20. Yeah. Well, he's a tournament trained knight, right? Right. 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's well, the best in the. Best, yeah. So right yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. By title, the best, right? Lord Commander of the King's Guard. So that's mm. like the highest of the high. Like, so he should theoretically be the best. Whether that's. We know his title was kind of given to him as they elbowed Barrison out the door. So. But I think to your point, Jeff, like you're saying, you can't just come in. And seen. S- who's so insane? You can't just come in. You can't just come in and be like, oh, well, let's do this thing I'm good at. Right. Like, that wouldn't work if I was just like, oh, let's just play Sea of Thieves. Right. <sighs> I'd, I'd kill you in that, though, for sure. But in this world, like, fighting, like, is the thing. So, like, 
it's not quite like, oh, let's just do this thing I'm good at. It's like, let's do that thing, the thing that we decide everything by. Like, let's do trial by combat. Let's no, that's not true because they play they play games. We know they play games later on. So I, that's, that's not right. true. I know what you're saying. A lot of big decisions come to combat. So in terms of like letting me out of jail or like who's going to win the war, like combat is the one thing that like we like Tyrion got out of jail this way. From what we've seen, there could I'm sure someone's gambled in another way before. Like, yeah, sure, I'll play sure. in fucking well, dice. But, and But putting your own life on the line is, is raises the stakes with the jet, like, to get out of jail. Sure. No, I'm not going to argue that, for sure. I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying it's probably not the only way people have. I'm, I'm just saying it's kind of a fucked up thing that, like, in this world, if you're strong and can fight well, you can get, kind of do whatever you want and get out of jail. Well, that goes back to the whole riddle. It's like, is the sword. Yeah, who wins this rich man, strong yeah. man, religious man, or whatever, right? Yeah. So. All right, but cats like I need some info from you before you die. Prid, prid pro quo. Oh my god, Jeff, say it. Quid pro quo. Yeah, you know from Sansa Lambs. This is, this is a Clarice Hannibal Lecter. Maybe that's yeah. why I love this because I love Sansa Lambs is one of my favorite movies, and this is like prid quo. That's what exactly you can't Jamie, even Jamie say Pole it, is a Hannibal. I can't say it right now. I'm too drunk. Prid pro say it. Dude. Quid quid, quid pro quo 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 quid quid. Pro quo. Oh I know. God. I know what the if word is. If you cut this out, I'm going to be pissed. Quid pro quo. There you go. I, the thing is, I'm trying to do the Anthony quo. Hop. You got to do the Anthony Hopkins app accent. Pro quo. Quo. It's literally a tongue twister saying. It's pro literally quo. not. Pro quo. Quid pro quo. Clarice and say like Anthony Hopkins. I'll put the clip in the in the YouTube and then I'll put it in the audio. I'll figure out how to do that. Oh God. If I help you, Clarice, the world returns with us too. Quid pro quo. I tell you things. You tell me things. Not about this case, though. About yourself. Quid pro quo. Yes or no. Anyway, right? So he he finally gets, or she finally gets him to to agree to start answering some questions, right? But mm-hmm. only if she answers some for him. Yep. Quid pro quo. That's exactly what that that word means. Yes, phrase, I know. I know phrase. what that means. No. <laughs> but then uh, he do. says, "I'll take the wine." Yeah. Or he says it before. Either way. Yeah. He, he starts drinking. He's like, all right, if we're going to play this game, let's have some fun with it. <laughs> That's kind of what Jamie's saying. There's talk of some it, gods like he, here he too, right? It's like he doesn't take anything seriously. Yeah, it's kind of where they start, He's so right? arrogant. Oh, I see here. You should. Your crimes will have earned you a place of torment in the deepest of the seven hells if the gods are good. What gods are those, Lady Catelyn? The trees your husband prayed to? How would they serve him when my sister took his head off? If the if there are gods, why is the world so full of pain and injustice? So it kind of gets back into what she was just thinking. I was gonna say she just said the same thing, and it's what Sansa was thinking too. Like Sansa was like, yeah. "Fuck the gods," and then when the Hound tried to say "fuck the gods," she was like, "Nope, I believe in gods." So this is literally what the Hound said, though, like not word for word, but he literally said to Sansa, mm-hmm. "Like, oh, how did the tree gods help your dad when he got his head naked off of the steps of mm-hmm. the or Sep?" You know what I mean? And that's what she's thinking yeah. of. Like, or that's what Jamie says. Yeah. yeah. What gods are those? And he's like, what, what Cla- Sandor then says is, why do they make imps? Why do they make halfwits like Lolly Stokeworth? Right. And Jamie doesn't say that, but he literally follows it up with, why is it so full of pain and injustice? Which is probably what he's referencing. Yeah. Kat thinking of something slightly different, but not too far off. She's going down the cripple route. Why are we full of cripples? That's because of you, Jamie, because you're pushing kids out windows. So, right. so uh, and he's like, yeah, because of men like you. I think this is a cool, lot, badass line. He said, Cap says, the world's full of injustice because of men like you. And then you said it already, Jeff. There are no men like me. Mm-hmm. There's only me. Only me. 
so then she's about to leave. She's about to pull yeah, the plug exactly. on this, and he's like, wait, we can talk, but I have a price. She's like, fuck you and your price. Like, you don't get to say anything. And all he wants is, like, info, too. He just wants the truth of what's yeah. going on out there. It's so weird. It's like he's, like, bipolar. He's, like, there's, like, a, a, a sentence that's kind of nice, like, my like things go to rust in the dark in the wet even courtesies like it's like actually like a kind of a, a one nice sentence and then as soon as he has her like not with her hand on the doorknob he's back to being a dickhead <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. like he just wants to he's probably just so bored he just wants to keep playing with her yeah he's definitely messing with well her. i mean at that point he's probably like all right she's in like yeah. he just i think he's probably just bored um so she asked first they're basically just gonna go back and forth right so she asked is joffrey really yours he says yes he doesn't even deny it or i guess he kind of like smiles no he, he's 100 percent. yeah no, no denial he says you know she says i want to hear it from you he says joffrey's mm-hmm. mine as the rest of cersei's brood yeah i think even saying like you wouldn't ask that question unless you knew the answer that's is a, basically yes I mean, it's just not it was, like it wouldn't go in, it wouldn't go in court right <laughs> yeah. uh, the one thing i want to see the one thing i want to say that we skipped over was jamie has a quick line that from Tyrion. she's like i want the truth now like when we're having this conversation and he you can't handle the truth <laughs> he says don't make me go down that but he's Tyrion has a line what's Tyrion's line about the truth people often claim to hunger for the truth but seldom like the taste when it's served up which is probably true right it's kind of what happens at the very end of this chapter yeah, you with want the, the truth but you're not gonna be happy yeah like the death of cats fiance right you can say betrothed it's kind of exactly what happens at the end so jamie asks if his family is still all alive um she talks about some fucking deadbeat uncle and he's like fuck them like tell me about Cersei Tyrion, and my dad yeah and they're all good but not if the gods are good she didn't say that that's what she she thinks yeah Yeah. uh so then next she asks how did bran fall tells her the truth not even worried at all like doesn't care yeah, and Kat thinks, like, he won't be so quick to answer this one, and he is. He's, just he's even quicker. Him. He's like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I fucking pushed him. Like, yeah, flung him out a window. He saw me and Tercy doing the deed. He's gone. The ease in the way he said it took her voice away for an instant. If I had a knife, I would kill him now, she thought, until she remembered the girls. Her throat constricted, as she said. You were a knight sworn to defend the weak and innocent. It was like, that's not Bran. But again, that, I feel like that now goes back to the last tier chapter. Yeah. Like, last chapter, where they're like, what if Kat kills jamie which again kind of it's close that's up the yeah. end of this chapter right so right so she she kind of cheats here she asks a couple questions uh she asks if he hired the assassin then and he's like no i didn't and she's like well then your sister did and he's like nah Cersei doesn't do that either and Tyrion's definitely well, innocent real quick before that there's another good one when he's like it's Bran's fault. Like he was spying on us. Yeah. Like he wasn't spying. He was just climbing. And he's like, well then blame the gods who brought him to our window. So like the gods, he's like, you threw him from the window. You wanted him to die. And he's like, well, yeah, I seldom fling children from towers to improve their health. Mm. Yes. I meant for him to die. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's just such a dickhead. I I gotta love it. Yeah. He's, he's not pulling any punches on these. Mm -hmm. To Jeff's point, like when I was reading this chapter the other day, I was a little drunk. It was after we had recorded the last one. And I was like getting like a little teary eyed when I was like early on cats with Hoster. I'm like, damn, everything is just not a cat. And then I'm literally laughing out loud when Jamie's making fun of her to her face about the exact same shit 10 minutes later. Like, how's that happens? You're just not healthy in the mind. Uh, I was too big of a Game of Thrones fan, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So right before we get into the actual dagger, he's like, I swear I didn't do it. Like all my honor as a Lannister. And she's like, fuck your honor as a Lannister. That doesn't matter to me. Because it does come up later on. 
yeah. and again when he talks about like what you know his his worst crime I guess but it's just weird because like he clearly doesn't give a shit about like the classical honor of like not throwing kids out windows but like he has like an internal like code like I would never send a man to do my like another man to do my killing mm-hmm. right he's like I don't I don't give a fuck if you believe me or not but like take that to the bank like I'm not gonna that's not me <laughs> So, yeah, she ends up going on about the dagger, right? She she brings up Cersei, and he's like, Cersei, Cersei wouldn't do it. Yeah, when he basically says, like, I would have killed your son myself, like, yeah. that's a hard thing to say to someone, and he, she's like, yep, I, yeah. he he's not lying. Like, I, like, and Cersei thinks, keeps no secrets from me, so, like, she didn't ask him to do it or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, last person, is, it's got to be Tyrion then. Tyrion, right? I, I even took him I took him hostage a while ago. It better be Tyrion, right? It better <laughs> I was be. right. Thank God. Yes, exactly. Nope. Uh, and he's like, I don't think so. And he's like, well, it had to, like the dagger. It had to be him. Like He, he owned the assassin's dagger. Jamie's like, what fucking and he's dagger like, what are you dagger? Lost yeah. a, it, Somebody lost a dagger somewhere along the way and... So what she knows, so again, let's, let's talk about this. Is Kyle like your brother won it from Lord Baelish as attorney on Prince Joffrey's name day? Yep, which is what Littlefinger told Cat. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, then wouldn't that make sense then? No, no, because he lost. Because yeah, he yeah, lost. You're right. Again, like it, this is where like there's still there's still like people will still talk about like the dad the dagger stuff. So I'll say that um, Littlefinger when he talks like when he tells Cat about this, he says. Tyrion bet on Loras, right? There's already been another chapter where we hear that Tyrion hear, admits to saying he always bets on Jamie. Yeah. on his brother, right? Never, he would never bet against him. Yeah, I remember in the spoiler section, I mentioned something to Jeff about like, oh, like it would have been really tricky for Kyle to pick up on this, but because Tyrion doesn't mention the dagger, I think when he mentions only betting on, Jamie. yeah. So you kind of have to put t- together that little thing that was like. Kind of lying, okay. I guess, lying back then. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, if he was like, "Man, I lost the dagger," like the one time he lost, then it'd be like yeah. two in your face. And again, I feel like most people probably don't put this together here because, like, you, you, if you're reading the book like through the chapters, you're not thinking about too much stuff. But uh, this is kind of the point where I feel like Cat is is realizing, "Fuck, little thing." Well, I definitely, I mean, I definitely put it together here, right? Yeah, okay. like that. I was like, "Wait, she's kind of fumbling all her stuff here." So yeah, and it lines up. With the Tyrion isn't lining up with her new reality. Yeah, yeah. What she believes, but Tyrion's story matches up perfectly. And when's the last time Tyrion seen Jamie? You know, like that wouldn't have been a, a message that got to him in the breakout. Yeah. It was like, yeah, hey, deny this dagger was mine. Yeah, she realizes their stories are matching up because she talked to Tyrion about this on the way to the Vale, and he was basically like, no, I didn't. Why would I, I never bet against? Like, I wouldn't. I, maybe he maybe he did say I don't bet against Jamie to, right to Cat about the dagger. I thought it was an unrelated topic, but he might have just said it then. Yeah. Uh, and then here, basically, Jamie confirms it. Yeah. yeah. So. so Jamie moves on and asks well, if. Sorry. Well, hang on. She. This is where she kind of has that moment of of well, fuck Peter. And like I said yeah. earlier, when you were talking about him saving her in the fog, like here she is, kind of the opposite. Immediately next day after having this, like realization mm-hmm. that he's maybe a slimy dick. You know. Yeah. Well, the other thing there too is she Jamie says, "Oh, I do remember that dagger." Yeah, and it wasn't Tyrion who had Robert it. Robert showed it to me. Robert had it, so like yeah, he yeah. loved to make fun of me. So That's Tyrion like, lost the dagger at some point. Tyrion or Littlefinger, right? The original thing was Littlefinger used to own it, and then Tyrion won it. From okay, him, so it was, it was Littlefinger's dagger. Okay, I, I don't think it really matters who where mm-hmm. it came from. 
We don't. We don't know where it got passed to. Yeah, it's like hot potato. <laughs> you look at the last person on this dagger. It looks pretty damning. Yeah, but it looks like the last person we know is Robert, right? But so like, she doesn't think, make any sense. Why would Robert want to kill? Yeah, his best friend's son. son. Yeah. Uh, so she even asked, like, "Are you trying to deceive me?" And she's like, "Something's wrong here. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, everything I just believed is getting thrown out the window." And he's like, "Look, I literally just back to what you you said, Nels. I just admitted to tossing your kid out the fucking window, like." Why would I lie about this thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is nothing compared to that. The other thing is, I think, I think it just kind of Robert funny. If so, I'm just imagining that Robert basically takes the place of Tyrion in the Littlefinger story. Like Robert won the bet, mm-hmm. betting, betting against, against Jamie. Jamie. So yeah. the reason why he's showing Jamie this after the tournament is like, ah, oh, look yeah. what I won when that you got your sense. ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he liked to tournament you when he lost. was drunk. Exactly. It's like Robert <laughs> just trolling Jamie about getting shit out of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jamie wants to know if Stannis and Renly took uh, up arms and she kind of answers shortly. He wants more info and she's like, all right, Renly's dead. Stannis is marching. Uh, the Tyrells have not chosen a side after being on Renly's side. She she tells him about this magic. She's told nobody else that we know of really, right? She do- she like glosses over. I don't know if she, she doesn't say like, oh, it was crazy. I know, but so through some black art, I do not understand. Yeah, but he doesn't know she was there, right? So okay. if, like, yeah. I get what you're saying. If he knew she was in the tent. It's, a, it's still kind of a rumor. It's like a rumor yeah. and a rumor. I know, but it's still kind of weird that she, this is the first person that we've seen her talk to about it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I agree. It's like the only uh explanation that she has for it like what was did wasn't the last cat chapter like her like no i'm gonna keep it inside no i'm not gonna tell anybody yeah. about this no this is my my like I, this is not the time but i guess it's the accepted rumor though or it's brienne and she's not gonna throw brienne under the bus well i think but- when cat first got back to river run edmure asked about it and she's like well i'll tell you later but then like we never hear him tell the letter but you i assume mm, that okay. like there was some Maybe conversation off screen where she was like i don't know what the fuck happened you're not gonna believe me it was some weird shit all right but I, I don't know. All right. So he's like, he's like, I liked Renly, but uh, Stannis, <laughs> he's kind of a hard ass. Um, yeah. What about the Tyrells? Which, yep. Why is he so concerned with the Tyrells? Big money, big money, big family. I think it shows he's got a pretty good military mind. They, they are a okay. big army, right? So yeah, he's a general. His next thought is let's go to war talk. Like, I mean, that's where his yeah. first thought goes to. Are they in the field? Where are the Tyrells? Who are they? Yeah. Backing? yeah. Who else is fighting right now? And he's like, well, fuck, now Rob's got to be feeling the heat, huh? Like, it's what he says, is Rob lonely? Like, I don't get that. Like, that's the way he Like, he doesn't that. have these big friends, is what he oh, said. because like, he was like, that, I guess that's he true. He said, what, what side of Tyrell's taking Renly at first? But now I don't know. And he's like, well, probably not Rob's. He's probably feeling lonely. Gotcha, up there, right? gotcha. I thought it was like, what, because nobody's fighting him? They're all occupied with each other. I was like, that's kind of a good thing well, for maybe, Rob. Maybe yeah. part of that, too. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not a bad thing. And I think you're right. He's yeah, more mocking no. here. Yeah, so I think what you're saying is right. He's losing. Losing potential yeah. friends. He's, Rob turned 16. We missed that. He's a man grown and a king as well. Yeah. He's won every battle. He's like, he hasn't faced Tywin yet, has he? No. <laughs> that's, that's Jamie's answer to that. Yeah. Like, no, he, he's going for her here the whole time for sure. Yeah. He says, uh, she says, when he does, he'll defeat him just like he did to you. Yep. Sure. He makes a lame ass excuse. Then Jamie goes into his whole, oh, I got excuses. He trick. uh, tricked me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just like Tyrion tried to trick us with the whole Jamie escape plan that didn't work, yeah. which is why you're back down here. And now, and people want you dead more than ever, too. Yeah. And Kat's like, well, wouldn't your, wouldn't you want your sons to do that? Like, no, even though it's no, kind of, Jamie says that. Yeah. To Kat. Oh, sorry. Yeah. She's like, 
like what if your one of your sons was captured like wouldn't the other one do like resort to trickery what's a brother's life when honor is at stake huh that's, yeah. that's the way he says it so mm-hmm. he basically like yeah it's something you're with you're you're willing to risk your honor for which again kind of goes back to him pushing yeah Tyrion tried to save jamie for love when Jamie pushes Bran out the window, he says the things I do for love and yeah, saving like, Cersei. Fuck my honor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's giving up his honor to try and save Cersei's honor. Kind of, yeah. And, and yeah, this this is separating him from Ned. Essentially, is what I think what you're the point you're trying to make. Like he has points where he'll break his honor. Yeah. Whereas Ned was a hundred percent honor. Yeah. You know, hundred yeah. percent all the time. Everything was that. Whereas this is Jamie's nuance. I'm not even saying just Ned. I'm not I'm saying they're the same person. I understand. Uh, yeah. I'm saying not even just Jamie though, like to like Tyrion does this, right? Tyrion basically does the same thing. The things yeah. I do for love. I'll forbid my honor and do this trickery to try and save my brother. Yeah, maybe the Lannisters from the Starks. Maybe that's a better Aemon way. Aemon tells John, love is the death of duty, right? Aemon I don't really think Tyrion thinks what he's doing is dishonorable. I don't really think he gives a fuck. I don't think fuck. he gives a fuck, but it is dishonorable. Not he's, really. It's poor. But why that doesn't make it dishonorable. That means you were stupid enough to fall for the trick. Maybe. I don't know. What were, what were you saying? Eamon tells John what? Eamon tells, like, John and Eamon have this, like, conversation in book one where he says, love is the death of duty, right? When John is about to go desert the Night's Watch. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's just a major theme throughout the books that people do these things where they, they chalk up things that are supposed to be important, their honor or whatever. The thing that always makes you do it is loved ones, right? The things that makes you... I'll take what I said back. Why, Jeff? Uh, because Tyrion came in under a white flag. So that makes it that makes it super dishonorable. Yeah. But if you trick somebody, that doesn't if you if it wasn't under like a truce and you just get tricked, that doesn't make it. So what you're saying Rob did was honorable then? Well, I think what I think to kind of what Jeff's saying is some people care about honor more than others. Jeff's a knight. Or Jeff uh Jamie's a knight. It seems honor is like one of the pillars of knighthood, right? Tyrion's a fucking well, they go through here. Little the, yeah. He doesn't give we'll a fuck. There, like, yeah. Jamie cares. That's like... What is... Like, no one's going to, like... Tyrion's reputation doesn't lie, rely on his honor, where Jamie's does. Right. 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 Tywin's not a... Or Tyrion's not a lord. He's not anything. He's just the imp. Like... Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. So, they mentioned how the car... Is it the car Starks definitely want him dead? Because yep. they killed two of his sons in the Whisper Moon. He's like, well, you're lucky they died, because I was coming after... Rob. After Robbie. I just do what any knight would do. He's like, how? She's this again. We're getting back to it. Yep. How could you consider yourself? A and nice I agree guy? with Jamie. I kind of agree with Jamie. Like at some point in your deal, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place and you got to pick one of them. You're going to read this quote. I like this quote. Little Jamie quote. So many vows. They make you swear and swear. So many vows. They make you swear and swear. Defend the king. Obey the king. Keep his secrets. Do his bidding. Your life for his. But obey your father, love your sister, protect the innocent, defend the weak, respect the gods, obey the laws. It's too much. No matter what you do, you're forsaking one vow or the other. He took a healthy swallow of wine and closed his eyes for an instant, leaning his head back against the patch of nitre on the wall. I was the youngest man ever to wear the white cloak. And the youngest to betray all stood for, Kingslayer. Kingslayer? He pronounced carefully. And such a king he was. He lifted his cup. To Aerys Targaryen, the second of his name, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm. And to the sword that opened his throat. A golden sword, don't you know? Until his blood ran red down the blade. Those are Lannister colors, red and gold. This this makes me wonder. There's no way Jamie's 
sword was actually made of gold. It just doesn't like it's so impractical. Gold is so soft. It'd be painted, painted gold, just like his armor. Like their gold armors. You're, so I think even the way he says it, though, Nelson is like a golden sword. Like that's the rumor. Yeah, exactly. like, this is the story yeah. that's told about this. It was fucking. I was so fancy the whole time while this was happening. And, yeah, that's kind of what I was yeah. getting at. I'm glad. Yeah, I like. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, she can tell now. It's like, wow, this guy is sloshed. He, the wine worked. He, he, got, he drank yeah, the I, mean, I guess he hasn't, and he hasn't had it in a long time. He's probably right? not even Seven eating well. Hasn't oh, drank yeah, anything. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, she said he was skinny. Yeah. At the beginning, right? Yep. So she even like continues on, like only a man like you would be proud of such an act. And then to kind of back him up. And to your point earlier, Nels, where like the Lannisters, are made to feel the bad guys because it's like Starks versus Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie, you can kind of see where Jamie's going here. Like, do you know, even know how Ned's dad and brother died? And then we get into this yeah, story. Like, the guy like, I killed wasn't a good guy is kind of his point. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I actually did you, your family a favor. Yeah. Like this was your fiance, basically like your betrothed. Yeah. But they're doing some weird shit and like there's, they did some weird shit after, Robert was king, and they've killed some people. They probably shouldn't have. Like, I mean, they've done some awful stuff. Sure. Like, but Jamie, Jamie from killing the king to pushing Bran out the window, he didn't really do anything crazy in that time period. They killed John Aaron. They. We don't. uh, I mean, it's kind of very. uh, Jamie is a knight. Yeah, sure. But, we don't know Jamie anything involved. It's, it's the, it seems like Cersei, Jamie, some combination. It was Cersei. It was still Lannister. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. The facts of the matter is Jamie killed Ares and Jamie pushed Brain out the window. We know those two things for sure. Mm-hmm. And between there, like you can say, obviously, Brand, the Brand thing's awful, but killing the Mad King, everyone referred to him as the Mad King, is that such a bad thing? Like, I get it. You threw away your honor of a knight, but. But I don't need. We don't need to go too far on it. Well, but. I like the fact, like we, you read the quote, but we didn't really talk about it. I think this is a really interesting quote, right? Like he is a hundred percent right here. Defend the king, obey your father. If those are two things that you're sworn to do as a knight, who's attacking King's Landing when he kills like Ares? It's Tywin, right? Yeah. Defend the king, obey your father. You're in a fucking rock and a hard place right there. It's literally a, a, a like if your computer divide by zero explode, right? Like it doesn't make sense. Can't compute. <laughs> I don't want to say more about it because we hear the story again in much better detail. Yeah, we, again, so, we'll get more. We'll get some more information on some of this stuff, so we don't yeah. just linger too long. But I, what his point here about vows is true. Like you get put into in what you're saying, Jeff. Like, sometimes yeah. it just you, you can't do it. It's like a paradox. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and that was his point earlier of saying all those rules. Yeah. Was that it's impossible, literally impossible mm-hmm. to follow. Yeah. And here he is giving an example. You're right. Yep. So, Nels, just go through the quick story about Ned's dad dying. Basically, they start talking about Brandon. She's like, do you even know how he died? And it gets, Kat's like, I don't want to know. Like, dead's dead, don't tell me. And it gets her thinking, like, what was actually happening. Also, an interesting thing. Jamie here, quote, Talking about Brandon, he had blood in his veins instead of cold water, more like me. How many times Jamie's just said twice there are no men like me? Uh, he, literally, like five seconds later, says Brandon is more like. He, I mean, yeah, he's not saying he's like me, more like me than Ned. More like me, not me exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think also interesting. We never, we don't know Brandon, but like blood in his veins instead of cold water. I guess it means like he's what, like more hot tempered and maybe, probably, yeah, like he lives or he has he has more feeling. Yeah, he's yeah, living he, rather than a, a robot. Yeah. yeah. 
Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, she basically says what was happening was Brandon was on his way to marry me. Lily on his way to River Run when he got news that his sister was kidnapped. And what what does Brandon do? He says, fuck going to River Run. We're going to save my sister. Where's Rhaegar, the guy who took my sister? King's Landing, capital. We're there. Goes there. Yep. Shows up. And then basically... Completely outnumbered. Cat, well, yeah. Cat doesn't know what happens, right? Cat says, all I know is he did not come here. And my dad, Hoster, called him a gallant fool, right? Hoster wasn't too happy. He was trying to get his daughter married to a, yeah. a lord. Well, he knew that this was a lord. lord. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he wrote him to the Red Keep. This is where Jamie kind of... So, Jamie finishes the rest of his wine. And then he finishes basically Cat's story, the part that Cat doesn't know Which, about. Which, hang on, hang on. Ned's whole dream, right? Or somebody's dream was about this red building. So... Uh, Danny has a dream of the house with the red door. That's like Danny's home before she was on the. But run. I thought Ned had a red building dream. Uh, I don't recall. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Ned has an important dream. I can find it. I just don't know if there's a mention of any buildings. Thought it was a red building and a lady's girl screaming inside or something. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, uh, you're you're right. No, it's the red tower, right? Yeah. No, which could be the red keep. I don't know. I I I don't know if it's. I don't know what they mentioned. I'm. I don't want to say anything. I understand, hundred percent. I mean, from Kyle's contest quiz, he sounds like he. I understand what you're saying, Jeff, but at the same time, I don't want to be wrong about this dream and building my theory off of something that's wrong. Nelson has this web of notes that we should be using. Right? He dreamt an old dream of three knights in white cloaks in a tower long fallen, and Liana in her bed of blood. In the dream, his friends were with him as he had in life: proud Martin Cassell, Jory's father, faithful Leo Wool, Ethan Glover. Which is interesting because I think in the quote we're about to read, we mention all of them right here. Oh, I think Ethan Glover, Ethan Glover, one hundred percent is the only one who survives. But I don't think he survives Ned's dream. So, in his dream, his friends rode with him as they had in life: proud Martin Cassell, Jory's father, faithful Leo Wool, Ethan Glover, who had been Brandon's squire, Sir Mark Wisewell, soft of speech and gentle of heart, the Cranick men, Helen Reed, Lord Dustin on his great red stallion. Ned had known their faces as well as he had known his own once, but the years leech out of man's memories, even those he had vowed never to forget. In the dream, they were only shadows, gray race on horse made of mist. Um, so, I mean, he says a tower long fallen, and he says Lord Dustin has a red horse. Um, it doesn't okay. say the tower. No, I'm red, wrong then. Just a no, tower. You're right. There is a tower, though. There is a tower. Yeah. Well, so he also says tower long fallen, so yeah, take that for what it's worth. No, you're right. What what I was going to say is that maybe I'm mixing both Danny's dream and Ned's you dream. You might be. Yep. And the red is not present. But Danny's got the red door. Ned's got the tower. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, Jamie picks up the story after he finishes the wine. He rode into the red keep with a few companions, shouting for Prince Rhaegar to come out and die. But Rhaegar wasn't there. Eris sent his guards to arrest them all for plotting his son's murder. The others were Lord Sons, too seems to me. Ethan Glover was Brandon Squire. He was the only one to survive. The others were Jeffrey Malister, Kyle Royce, and Elbert Aaron, John Aaron's nephew and heir. It was queer how she still remembered their names after so many years. Ares accuses them of treason and summoned their fathers to court to answer the charge with their sons as hostages. When they came, he had them murdered without a trial. Fathers and sons both. There were trials of a sort. Lord Rickard demanded trial by combat. And the king granted the request. Stark armored himself as for battle, thinking to duel one of the king's guard. Me, perhaps. Instead, they took him to the throne room and suspended him from the rafters, while two of Ares' pyromancers kindled a blaze beneath him. The king told him that fire was the champion of House Targaryen, so all Lord Ricker needed to do to prove himself innocent of treason 
was, well, not burned. I got to interrupt the quote. How awesome is that? <laughs> the fire. You got to fucking fight fire. Good luck, buddy. It's, fucking, it's not very fair. <laughs> That's, we pick fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I pick water. <laughs> so, again, it's interesting. Like, we don't know. Like, what do we know about the Mad King, right? Well, he burned everybody, right? That's pretty much what we know. And like, but do we, we don't have too many like firsthand accounts of it. And this is kind of one of them. So this might have been commonplace. You know what I mean? Like the Stark had a few more people in King's Landing. Maybe he knew that, maybe he knew this was the Ares. He wasn't going to actually fight anybody. (laughs) Yeah. We picked this giant hole that's 400 feet deep. Good luck beating it, bud. The moon door. Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when Tyrion demands trial by combat. Ours is falling. And yeah. Through. <laughs> yeah. It's too funny. When the fire was blazing, Brandon was brought in. His hands were chained behind his back, and around his neck was a wet leathern cord attached to the device the king had brought from Tyrosh. His legs were left free, and his longsword was set down just beyond his reach. The pyromancers roasted Lord Rickard slowly, banking and fanning that fire carefully to get a nice even heat. His cloak caught first, and then his surcoat, and soon he wore nothing but metal and ashes. Next, he would start to cook, Ares promised, unless his son could free him. Brandon tried, but the more he struggled, the tighter the cord constricted around his throat. In the end, he strangled himself. As for Lord Rickard, the steel of his breastplate turned cherry red before the end, and his gold melted off his spurs and dripped down into the fire. I stood at the foot of the iron throne in my white armor and white cloak, filling my head with thoughts of Cersei. After Gerald Hightower himself took me aside and said to me, You swore a vow to the guard, the king, not to judge him. That was the white bull, loyal to the end, and a better man than me. All agree. So, again, I think this is kind of interesting. J- Jamie basically says, I did not I did not like what I was seeing. I was trying to take my mind off of it. And another yeah. one of the king's guard could see it on my face. This was, He was the lord commander. Gerald Hightower was the lord commander of the king's guard at the time. I mean, I'm sure that's something you're not looking straight into very easily a guy burning the death and a guy strangling himself. But Jamie kind of gets scolded for this. And his point here yes, is for I'm sure. getting scolded by a man who everyone says is better, who was totally okay with this. And I yeah. was, I'm getting scolded for not being okay with it. So again, Jamie's a dickhead. Yeah, agree. Not he's not uh, a that's dickhead. what I'm saying. Like I, you hear the story and you're like, okay, like I'm not going to fight you on that I one. I think this kind of jaded him a little, I'm sure, you know, like he's like, I've seen some shit. I've seen what people do to stay in power. So this is, that's what we're doing. Like one of those like, things where like a lot of the times like violent crime, like perpetrators were also victims when they were like younger or something like that. Like this is kind of Jamie's awakening into being an asshole. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. I mean, maybe I, I don't know. if It, it, yeah. it can't help. It definitely can't help. I agree. It's a core memory. Yeah. And Cat's response is basically like, don't don't try and don't, make me think. Don't tell like, me you killed him, that you tried to avenge Brandon by doing this. Yeah. He's like, I'm. that's not what I'm saying. I, I, I don't give a fuck about you and the Starks. Doesn't mean shit to me. She keeps calling him King Slayer. He's all pissed off. There's another big Jamie quote here then yeah. too. What at Robert's coronation, he was forced to kneel at Pycelle and various, and then was like supposed to forgive the king you know like made this whole big show about like or might be forgiven by the king rather made this whole big show of him swearing his loyalty for for our crime i think his point here is our crimes like he's said he he's he's upset that he's being accused of a crime when he thinks that he kind of done didn't do anything wrong i think is what he's saying here and the thing that i think is confusing i think what you're getting to jeff is he says i will say yeah. i think it passing odd that i'm loved by one for a kindness i never did but reviled by so many for my finest act yeah what is the kindness 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to think of the kindness. I was, I was wondering if it was the same thing. Like, I, I'm wondering, like, is it the same thing? The kindness he didn't do, though. Like, Well, so is it – yeah, because Ned didn't like him. Who, who liked him? Who liked Jamie? I don't Cersei, know anybody that liked Tyrion. That's basically it. Cersei, Jamie, t- yeah. if they're not named Lannister, the they don't like <laughs> If they're not named Lannister, right. they don't like Jamie pretty much. So, yeah, that's so maybe a little ooh. bit mystery about the kindness. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. Like, he killed probably the worst king. You know, the mad king. He killed him. Like, that's you – now, again, it's dishonorable what he did. He he was supposed to protect him, and he, he you know, wouldn't he turned his back on him. But and what again, is the realm better for? And again, we've heard he's question. the mad king before. And, like, theoretically, we 100%. believe that he was burning people. But it's not like we ever – the thought ever crossed our mind, like, oh, maybe Jamie was doing something good. And, again, I'm still not claiming that. Like, yeah. we don't know. Like, yes, he was – this incident is pretty fucking fucked up. But, like, does it mean that if you're in the Kingsguard, you just stab your king in the back? Like, society falls apart if, if shit like that happens. If a Kingsguard just kills the king anytime they do something they don't like. You know what I mean? So, that's... I was going to say, I think I think it was... Um, it was Jamie is cloaking his deed in this good deed idea, essentially, right? Like, he was doing it because he knew he would get some power. And he was getting his family into power because Cersei was with Robert at that point. Tywin's right? on the doorstep of King's Landing. Yeah, so. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I think he's, like, he's doing this important deed for his family at the same time, but it, he can disguise it as if it was this good for the realm. Like, I, what I did was saving people. But I think he, he, I think he had ulterior motives. But to that, though, he says, as for your Ned, he should have kissed the hand that slew Ares, but preferred to scorn the arse that sat on Robert's throne. So, like, to your point, like, he is sitting on the Iron Throne when, when, like, Ned comes in. Like, we've heard that before. But it seems like if he wanted power, like, could he have just, like, is there a chance Jamie could have taken it or gotten it for Why couldn't he just fought Ned right there? Exactly. Like, and somehow given it to Tywin or something? Is that a possibility? I don't know. So, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying, like, if there was ever a time to like really try and claim some power, it seems like he didn't really do it in the moment when he could have tried to. But, but I think if you do it that way, then 100% it's very obvious for yourself. Whereas this way, he's kind of hiding it and cloaking it in this other lie. Yeah, after you kill Ned, it ha- does everybody just like, okay, Jamie's king now, cool. Like, yeah, that, fuck yeah. this guy. Like, yeah, what exactly. Robert do? He, yeah, exactly. So. All right. So, yeah. So the Ned conversation keeps going past that. And like, well, Ned... Loved Robert better than he ever loved his brother or his father, or even you, my lady. And he was never unfaithful to Robert, but he did have that bastard. So who's got the honor now? Yeah, I never cheated. I never cheated yeah. on Cersei. Well, she, he also goes into wait. Didn't Littlefinger and you bang a while back? Like uh, you weren't yeah. even a virgin yeah. when when you guys <laughs> got together, right? I never eat off another man's trencher. Yeah, like that's disgusting. Wait, I take back those that that offer at the beginning, which isn't really true because Cersei was banged by Robert. Yeah, she had to have been right. Like we know, we know most of the time she was able to avoid it, but there's no way she never got banged by Robert at least once, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she says she finished him off in ways that wasn't in her. Yeah. So, and well, and Cersei's banging all these other dudes, right? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> yeah, Lancel, cousin, cousin, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, he is. So Jeff, hit that quote. Hit one group. Finish it. Let's finish it off. I'd never land with any woman but Cersei. 
I've never lain with any woman but Circe. In my own way, I have been truer than your Ned ever was. Poor old dead Ned. So who has shit for honor now, I ask you? What was the name of that bastard he fathered? Catelyn took a step backward. Brienne! No, that wasn't it. Jimmy Lannister upended the flagon. Trickle ran down onto his face, bright as blood. Snow! That was the one. Such a white name. Like the pretty cloaks they give us in the Kingsguard when we swear our pretty oaths. Bran pushed open the door and stepped inside the cell. You called, my lady? Give me your sword. Catelyn held out her hand. Dun-dun-dun. And then we don't know what happens, but Kyle? I don't think she kills him here. I think she has to with, with or restrain herself, rather. Withhold doing the urges. Does she take a hard swing over top of his head? To scare him? I think Brienne might give her the sword. Maybe she'll hit him. Maybe she'll hit him with the fat side, you know? Or the hill right in the head, bonk him. I, nice bonk. I don't I don't see either of those really happening though. I think I think if she pulls out this sword essentially and Kat gets a sword, I don't know that she's gonna use it well and Jamie might end up with it. But I, I he's shackled, so I'm not too worried about that. Okay. We'll leave it at that. So you don't think I guess you don't think she's killing still, him like Jamie's dead next time? Yes, about no, this. I don't, I don't think Jamie's dead, and I don't think the kids are dead either. Okay. So I guess that's where I'm at in terms of predictions. I, I don't really have anything more like more pointed questions, but like we did get a bunch of like history ish information, and we kind of talked through a lot of it as we went. And I don't know if there's any predictions to be made off any of that stuff, but like. Can you predict history? <laughs> I was going to ask Dude, you the same question. One of our friends wished that he there was a way to bet on like like on Saturday mornings they would show like uh, famous like college football games from like twenty years ago like classic like NHL like or NCAA classics or something like that. He's like, "Dude, I wish I could bet on this." I'm like, "You could just look it up though." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's exactly that. So it's Back to the Future <laughs> Part Two. Exactly, Bill or what's his name, Biff. It's even dumber than that, though. Biff. Uh, yeah, and I don't know about predictions, but like, just anything we want to talk about with like that whole situation. We kind of talked about it, like while we were going through it. I mean, we kind of did. I think. Is that the first time we heard of how the Stark men died from carrying? That's pretty fucking. We've heard brutal. that they both died. Like when, yeah, like we've heard like when Starks go south, it's not good. Like you know what I mean? But I thought, yes. I thought the contraption was connected, like when he was running for his sword that like brought him to the fire type thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it was more of just choking him more. It was like ratcheting his neck type. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I was saying like, I know what you're saying. It's so fucked up, dude. Like he, like he was choking and he needed a sword to cut himself loose. The pyromancers were completely, it wasn't like a fire burning on the floor. It was like a magic spell. Well, they were controlling it. Right. So to make it so that he cooked evenly. Right. So, it was like on well, the that's sides what I'm saying. or like something. They were, they were, yeah. it was moving around and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't a stationary. Either it wasn't stationary or he wasn't stationary. I don't know that. Well, the source might've been stationary. You want to argue that semantic, go for it. But like, I feel like the you're fire claiming was these fire around around crazy power. They're like casting fireballs all over. I, I think they were just like blowing air on it. Right. And just, like, all you right, just watch your dude too. fucking climb a ladder made of fire into the sky. You're going to tell me that there's not somebody that can just conjure fire? There weren't dragons back then, though. We know dragons help with some of that stuff, right? Yeah. There was no dragons when Ares was around. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I think either way. It, it could be magical. It could be not magical. Yeah, we have been there for a while. I shouldn't have tried to keep that going. Uh, but, yeah, I think the, the, the Rickard Brandon death is crazy. All right. Bye, Kyle.
But yeah, we'll sign off. We're going for a Bye. walk. Bye, Kyle. See you later, nerds. See you guys in the spoiler section. Bye. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hey y'all, Editor Nelson here. Before we get into the spoiler section, here's a clip I decided to move from near the end of the non-spoiler section to here, just because, well, you'll see. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Is the show playing into your predictions a lot? Uh, the brand one, for sure. Okay. okay. That's fair. N- none of the other ones, because I don't, I don't know about Jamie, honestly. I've I have no idea. I don't know anything about his storyline. I couldn't okay. tell you. What I was, was more curious about. Yeah, I might move that to the spoiler section. Maybe, maybe <laughs> just, just to be safe. Okay. Would you say? Bye, Kyle. See you on the next one. Thanks for hanging out. Now on to the spoiler section for Catlin Seven. Jeff, what are your hot takes? So I just want to start this off by saying that Kyle is a firm believer that the Lannisters still killed John Aaron, and he admitted it, and thinks Jamie had like a big piece in that as well. It's what you're supposed to believe. A hundred percent. Like many characters believe it for sure. I'm not saying he shouldn't believe it. It's one of those things where it's like unreliable narrator. Like multiple characters have thought like a hundred percent it was these guys. I was going to say like, I almost said in the not I saw you going there. Like, yeah. We don't, we don't know that he, oh fuck. Like I don't want to, I don't want to influence him. Yeah. You, I think you did say that. And I was like, well, Cersei and him are kind of the same, which was me trying to be like, yeah, we don't know if he, it was him or Cersei, but. I threw it off like, do you really think dumbass Jamie was like involved in that? Yeah, but, it was kind of just like, yeah, him and Cersei. I, and I, yeah, I was like, I mean, we know what we're getting at is Littlefinger, right? So, yeah. So I do, you know, I'm not going to say it again. I've said it enough in the nonce where like Jamie makes some good points here. And I think I've said to you at times that the Lancers, at, even though they're not pure good, they're not pure evil too. Well, no, yeah, I said it, and it, I kind of was, I feel like I was almost giving Kyle too much in this when I was saying, like, George has said he doesn't like the good versus bad. Even your bad guys have some, have like, it, he tries to make everybody 50-50, I feel like, right? I mean, just, let's just look at Ned. Ned everyone loves Ned probably more because of the guy that plays him, right? Uh, the Bean guy. What's his name? Even while we're on that, like, the Ned thing, Kyle, what did Kyle say about Ned? He would never... Like sacrifice his honor or whatever for somebody he, he did. loved. He did. Kyle's he did. wrong. He doesn't know this, but he yeah. did. Right. And it's one of those things. Like, are you sacrificing your honor if nobody knows about it? Like, honor is such a weird thing. Like, in Ned's mind, he gave away his honor by lying to people, even though nobody knows he's lying. He kept the lie so well, nobody knows he lied. The question is, and I think, well, one, you want Ned to have had a kid. Well, what do you mean? He, we know he has kids. You want Ned? You want Ned to have cheated on Cat? I want John. If John's Brandon's, I'm fine with that. I think John being Brandon's makes more sense. J- Brandon's and who's Brandon? And who? Liana? Ashara. We know that Ashara liked Brandon. Like Ashara and Brandon danced together at the at the tourney at Harrenhal. But so. I thought you said you wanted Ned to be a dad of of Danny way, or something. Either, or... either Ned or Brandon could fit the mold for John's dad. I think John well, is a star. Either way, then Dave. then he did lose his honor and. You know, you could say the same thing. Even if he, yeah, I mean, like, why is actually one... he either actually cheated on Cat, right, or he's lying to everybody about John's parentage? Again, it doesn't make sense right. why he's lying to everybody about John's parentage if if it's Brandon's. Because if it's Brandon's, just tell everybody it's Brandon's. Robert's not going to kill it because it's not related to a Targaryen, and you know what I mean. And and let's just say this one thing: like, 
it's kind of weird that people uh, I'll I'll say this last. I'll say what I was just about to say last. He maybe is the greatest liar ever because he played this part where I'm honorable, honorable, honorable. Like I don't do anything wrong, but people just forgot that he just cheated on his wife and had this bastard. But I guess like, do they are they looking at whoring as a dishonorable thing? I'm gonna say no, right? Like if they. They're seeing that if you just pay a whore, sleep with her, get her pregnant, that's just like part of life. That's not cheating. Even to the point where like nobody in the world forgets that Jamie killed the king. But right. if you ask anybody about Ned, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's an honorable guy. Yeah, he has a bastard, but he's an honorable guy. Oh, does he have a bastard? Oh, it must have been that one whore somewhere. Like nobody even knows who the girl yeah, nobody is. Cares. Nobody knows who the girl it's is. Like, it's yeah. like you're right. Like in Ned's mind and in Rob's mind, right? Because we find out he basically does falls into a similar trap. He right. marries this girl because he took her like because he fucked her. Uh, and he's not going to – he doesn't want to dishonor her. He doesn't her. want to dishonor her, yeah. Right. So he dishonors himself by breaking an oath instead of dishonoring her, which again, like, fuck it. Just dishonor her. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, you're done. Nobody nobody would ever look at – nobody would ever look at Rob any different, which again is, is very sex – it's a very sexist society. It's very sexist for sure. But it shows that he – and again, it shows – we know we – know, like, George is a feminist. Right? He's, he's all for, like, equality and all that stuff. It shows that the good characters behave like you should, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to just say, fuck you, you're a woman, because I can, because society treats me better. I'm going to treat you as an equal and protect your honor like I would protect anybody else's honor, because honor is important. It's yeah. the stark thing, right? Right. So, I mean, Theon, too. Theon had sex with the captain's daughter, and now the dad hates her, right? Like, in his first trip yeah. back home. All right. So, the first big real take of this, like, new take is her own quote about she's become a sour woman, empty place where her heart once was. Yep. So this is Stoneheart. Yep. Foreshadowing. And with that, I had something else. I wanted, I have, I do too. Song Ooh. and laughter. Right before that, I think there's a different quote that says, song and laughter are suspicious strangers to me. Stranger is the god of death. Song and laughter. And, and somebody's horse, Brand's horse. Stranger's the hound's horse. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, Dancer. Dancer is Brand. Smilers is Theon's. But yeah, so song and laughter are suspicious strangers to me. Stranger, god of death. Song and laughter is what's happening when Cat dies. Red Wedding. Right. Everybody's laughing. Song's playing. Like, yeah, cast for sure. Stranger. So I, I thought that like stuck out. And then right follows right into what you were saying, right? One, one more off of this too. Yeah, go ahead. She would enjoy passing the sentence of Theon. I'm making a prediction here. Okay, I like it. Lady Stoneheart's coming to kill Theon. What if uh, Lady Stoneheart somehow learns that Theon didn't kill Bran? Thing is, Lady Stoneheart might not give a fuck. The fact that you pretended yeah. to kill Bran, you're gone. Right. You know what I mean? Like that might be enough. Ex- yeah. How much? How much got put forth in action because the belief that Theon killed the two? Right. Yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit at the end of the spoiler section last time because I already read a little bit, so I was getting excited about the cat stuff. But I said, like, Rob doesn't go north if Theon doesn't come to Bran. Like, right. so, which means he never go like, which means he never goes back to the, the twins, right? Right. Which means he never dies. Which means he at least fights a little bit longer. Yeah, so I guess the scenario I was proposing is if Theon doesn't do his shit. Like, say Cat says, hey, don't send Theon home. So Theon doesn't get sent home. Yep. They stay there. I mean, even then, the North would probably still get attacked by the Ironborn, so Robert might might want to go North. Let's say that just doesn't happen. For some reason, the Ironborn don't attack the North, right? And 
Rob still does what he does. Marries Jane Westerling, fucks over the phrase. Cool. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go north right now. So yeah. he doesn't have to deal with going to Walter Frey's house. And again, like you can kind of go west. Like they just want a lot of the west, right? Yeah. You could probably get on a ship and sail home. Well, you're true. I guess the next the next question is the reason he goes to the phrase is not just because he's going north. It's also because Edmure's getting married. But like right. to that point, like does does Ned so say they they somehow say, oh, we're going to smooth up the fray stuff with the Edmure marriage. Again, like Tywin's working on this already. Red Wedding might be in motion. Like There might be zero shot the Freys ever join the, the, the Starks again. Let's say that they do. Like, let's say the Edmure thing works out. There's no Stannis Red Wedding and Rob never goes there, right? Maybe the Red Wedding gets called off if Rob isn't actually coming that way, mm-hmm. right? So there's the wedding. Edmure goes, has it. What does Rob do? Like if Rob doesn't go north, to your point, if he, unless, without taking a ship to... Without taking a ship to the north to like just mm-hmm. save his lands, like say he stays in the Riverlands, what's his next move? Yeah, because what his next move basically is in Storm of Swords is go north. Like, he basically just starts going to the phrase. He probably just chills in River Run, right? Like so, so like like Stannis is about to start fighting the Lannisters. Tyr- Tywin runs south. Let them fight. You know, maybe try and get the Tyrells on your side. Like here's the other thing I'm sure is we're like we're gonna have chapters where he kind of talks this through, saying like, "Hey, I yeah. can't do this, I can't do that, I just don't really right. remember." It's, it seems like there's really no good options. So let me let me throw this at you right now. Other, other than it being dishonorable, what's stopping Rob from thinking Marjorie Tyrell is out there for the picking? I should send word to Marjorie and be like, "Hey, you can like don't worry about this pact. Like, you come be my my queen." You could do that, and again, like Mace might be on board, even with like knowing that he's breaking this other pack. He's like, okay, so what? The phrase have eight thousand men. We have forty thousand. So what? The phrase will win that fight exactly. Like we're bigger. We win that. Like at some point, like you you see them, and you could take you could take the phrase out of the twins. Like I get it. Like it'd take a long time, but yeah. you could do it. Yeah. Once sure. once you've won the war, if you really wanted the phrase out of there, if that was like your last enemy. You you handled the phrase. I think it's I think to that point it's just a little late. Littlefinger got there too early. Like yeah. like like even like Yeah, the ball's already small, in motion, yeah. for sure. It's it's not a bad idea though. It's a it's a good idea what you're saying, but like they even said it in that council chamber when they sent Littlefinger, they're like, yo, if we want this to happen, we gotta go quick. Because Stan you know right. Stan has sent people there to, to Bitterbridge. So we gotta get to Bitterbridge before Stannis' people. So Rob would have needed to be thinking, we gotta get to Bitterbridge before both their peoples. If Rob had little fingerish, Varys ish type of people on his council, and it's not just Northmen fighting to fight yeah. the North story type mm-hmm. thing, they would have been like, "Dude, like fuck the phrase. Like we already got like the problem would have been like you have some phrase with you. Like you might have had some internal fighting, <laughs> yeah. but." Again, if you're if you're if you're getting a bigger, well, that's ally, what happens. Rob comes back to Riverrun, and all those the Freys are pissed and leave. Like when Rob goes back to Riverrun, all the Freys that were with him get pissed and leave. And right. Basically, convince all the Freys that are at Riverrun and like are chill with, with all the Riverrun. With Admir, they're like, yeah. no, fuck, we don't like those people anymore. We're gone. Yeah, kind of what happens. So right, so it's just interesting. Um, getting back to this chapter, um, she thinks when on the wolves topic, she thinks Sansa and Arya don't have their wolves anymore. Not in the next. I think the next Arya chapter is her escaping from Harrenhal, and then the chapter after that is her warging Nymeria for the first. Mm. Like, so Arya is about to be reconnect. Not not actually reconnected, but like. And, and and we hear of we hear of a 
bad bitch running around the Riverlands, right? Or wherever they are. Well, like when, when Nymeria works, when, so Arya escapes Riverrun, they, the bloody mummers chase her, like three of them, not Varga Hode or any, like the main one, yeah. like three, no names and not no names. Like we'll, we'll recognize one or two. Whoever. Of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Arya is like, we got to go. They're on our trail. And eventually when they finally decide, okay, finally we have to go to sleep. Arya is like, uh, she, she dreams of being in Nymeria. And she's like, that she was stalking someone who thought they were the hunters, but they were about to become the hunted. Mm. And then basically they destroy it. And she's describing the bloody what, numbers. What actually happens. Arya wakes up and doesn't think anything of it. Thinks it was just a dream. Like, right. we got to keep going. But, like, it's kind of obvious that Arya just, that she just warred into Nymeria and killed the people that were chasing her. Yeah. yeah. No, it's dope. It kind of sucks to be Sansa. So, I, I again, I don't know if I buy too much into this theory, but I did mention in the last Sansa chapter... There's this weird Sansa hound connection. And the reason no, I don't buy into it is the hound's about to leave and not be near Sansa for the rest of the books yeah. that we like that we have. And, so. and we just don't have anything like a Sansa dream of being in the hound, you know. Well like, she talks about the hound a decent amount. Like like again, the big Talking thing, is not warging. Hawking? What do you mean? Just talking about the hound. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Like if she went to sleep and like relived the hound getting burned in the face, like then I'd be like, okay, like maybe there's something there type thing, but I'm with you. I don't really buy this theory. I just heard it. And then when Kat said like, oh, neither of my daughters have their wolves in my mind, I'm like Ari's about to have her wolf kind of again, not like with her, but like she's about to have access that way. Yeah. And also interesting. Like Nymeria is around Arya now. Why is Arya yeah. not working her now? Right. Well, we're inside this Heron Hall. Is there magic in Heron Hall? And yes. there's a Winterfell and Storm's End and the wall where warg powers don't work inside it out. You know, that kind of weird shit. And Arya starts warging cats then. Yeah, once she gets to Bravos, yeah. Why hasn't Sansa ever had a wargish type stuff. dream? Yeah, I don't know. So the other thing is Arya is made blind, right? Which helps her. Yeah, her senses. Bran yeah. connects with his warg. Bran's he can, broke. He can start controlling it once he's broken and in the crypts where it's right. complete pitch darkness it's like l exactly exactly it's exactly like l like you're t- it's a i don't know how you, sensory, you just started watching sensory, Stranger Things, uh, but yes. i finished it i mean i finished it, i feel so. like i feel like it would be hard for me to convince you that se- sensory deprivation increases telekinetic powers in like normal like sci-fi without you seeing i mean i've seen big bang theory and they had like a little skit on sheldon going into it and then he like Almost solve string theory through. Well, people do like Joe Rogan. Like weird people do that. Like Joe Rogan goes into like a ice cold float tank every. Yeah, day I mean, like I, I heard it's either like it's awesome or like you trip heavy ball sack. Yeah, and it's kind of like doing drugs or something. Sometimes I guess I don't know. I I've don't never, know. I've never done it, but I'd be, I'd be willing to try. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hop in. That so I have one more thing, and then like other than like the big things that we know. That she's about to set Jamie free, which I I didn't put any of those notes on, but I'm sure you did. Brienne, and it's just kind of a talking point. Brienne says they're now with the gods, and Cat immediately questions that. The only reason I put this down is because Cat becomes a fucking demon woman. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she was a pretty godly person, and becomes like the undead, a zombie. Yeah, like which god? It kind of asked me which. It kind of makes me think of which god is she working for? Yeah, is she a red god thing? Because who who saved her? Uh, Song and laughter are suspicious strangers to me. Is the strange? Is it just a stranger? Is the stranger working on his own? Is there actually a new god? What does Kat do as Lady Stoneheart? She just hangs people. She literally goes around 
hanging any fray. Yeah. Are you a fray? Dead. Did you have any part of the Red Wedding? No? Dead. Don't give a fuck. Dead. Dead? <laughs> oh, I know you? Dead. Hanged. Are you going to kill Jamie? No? Dead. Hanged. Like, there's she's ba- death. She's not she's reasonable. Death. There's there's no reason there anymore. She's death. She's like we'll, stranger. We'll find out when... I mean, you might actually know from Winter Winter chapters what happens when Bran meets her. I haven't read. I don't think there's... No, there's no more... There's none of that in any of the sample release chapters. Gotcha. That's when we're going to really find out what she's all yeah, about. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Because the last thing we see, right? The last thing we see with her is her tell. Basically, Brienne's about to be hung. Her and Podrick are about to be hung. And she and says, she you says, either have to go kill Jamie or yeah. you die. So, like, sword, like, say sword or say nothing or something. Or say sword. Say, and it, it says, like, Brienne said a word. Like, Brienne looked at Podrick and then Brienne said a word or something like that. Yeah. That's how the chapter ends. So, you don't know what she said. You don't know what the choice was. But like the way Arya. it's phrased, she says Arya. It looks like she looks at Podrick. Like Brienne's gonna die. She's like, I'm not gonna kill Jamie. I will kill. Like you can kill me before I'll kill Jamie. He did. He he held up his bargain as best he could. Is basically her her stance on this, right? Mm-hmm. And then she looks at Podrick. And he's like, but he doesn't. Des- I, in my mind, I think the accepted like what most people think about this is she sees looks at Podrick. And it's like I'm not gonna let Podrick die for this. I'm gonna figure something right. out. Kind of like Ned. I'm going to sacrifice my honor. I'm going to tell Kat, yes, I'll go kill Jamie, even though I'm not going to, to save Podrick. And then let Pod run exactly. away. Exactly, just to get Pod away. Like get maybe Pod just out. Walk, out, walk out, let Pod out, and then come back. We know that doesn't happen yeah. because in the last Jamie chapter, we hear that Brienne is there to talk to him. She's like, hey, there's somebody yeah. showed up. Our Outriders found her. She says she needs you like ASAP. He's like, who is it? Brienne Tarth. Okay, last, that's kind of a Jamie chapter. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Like that is like, I can't wait to see what the fuck happens next in, the, in that storyline. Um, kind of along those lines, like Brienne, what's her next story? Like after the Jamie thing, what's Brienne's storyline? Um, she has to take Jamie back, right? Yep. So after that, what's her? And little- then it's uh, bring Sansa and Arya back to Coldheart, <laughs> Stoneheart. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, keep them safe or whatever, right? But like the what I think is interesting here, and you were going into it, you were going into in the non-spoiler, like all this like. There's like a big info dump about Sansa and a big info dump about Arya. Yeah. And it, in my notes, that was one of the things that I didn't even have any notes on. I was like, I, in my notes, I said Kat is telling Brienne about Sansa and Arya because her whole story is about to be about Sansa and Arya. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Like actually. All that stuff we got was was like, we know all this already. I thought that was more for like just uh, Kat's peace of mind some of the stuff you said was like how you're thinking like oh she'll be okay and like how right. i was like oh she might be fucked i think i think there's some truth to that but i think a lot of it was hey let's this is kind of foreshadowing of hey her. how's brienne gonna think back into all right now i need to find santa i know she's the pretty like exactly. super pretty with red exactly. hair yeah oh Arya has a horse face that looks like ned but she's like with, rough and dirty and she's gonna, and gonna like curse at me when i exactly. try to take her and yep. shit yeah, it's a good point. Now, so I didn't even think about that till now. Uh, so let's go to the, some Brandon Rickon stuff. Mm-hmm. The wolf thing. I think we talked about this in the last chapter too. But like, Cat thinks there's no way the Brandon Rickon let- will be dead while the wolves are alive, and yeah. we know the wolves are alive. Which would then their ogo. The let's just say this: like the wolves would have taken a couple. They might have died. Right? We've seen. We're gonna see Grey Wind die. We've seen. Lady didn't they're really not, fight, they're not, but yeah, they're not in, in, impervious by any means. Grey Wind doesn't kill anybody at the Red Wedding. I don't remember. No, he's in a cage. He's in a cage. So, 
You would think Grey Wind Which sucks, dude. Like, would have like a wolf sense and be like, I'm not getting caged. I'm running. Like he should have – maybe he's just that loyal to Rob. He's brought up a little bit you'll differently. See, but you'll see as soon as – again, like I fucking love it. As soon do as, they like walk up and he's like fucking weird? Like he's growling at River Run? So we're going to get a cat chapter I think where she's basically – talks to the people at River Run and they're like, what the fuck did you do? You let this guy go. Like – it's Desmond Grell and like Sir Authorized Wayne, who are like her father's men. They've known Kat since she was a kid. They're like they're not they're not about to put her in a dungeon. It's like a super uncomfortable situation for them, right? Like mm-hmm. nothing immediately has changed, but it was a really bad move by Kat. They sent yeah. men out to try and capture him, uh, but they're like, they're like, what are we gonna do with you? Like we can't just let you do whatever you want anymore. You're clearly a liability. And she's like, just lock me in my father's room. And they're like, oh, cool. Like the one guy's like, thank God. Deal. I just don't want to deal with this. Uh, that's, a, that's a great deal. I'm out. And he was like, I don't want to deal with this. You're good. Um, so then she's locked there. And I think there's a chapter where she's stuck there and we get Tansy tea and all that stuff. Next cat chapter in Storm of Swords, Rob comes back. Mm-hmm. And she comes into the Great Hall. And basically when she tells Rob what happens, he's not super upset. He's like, why aren't, she's like, why aren't you upset? Like, there's something weird here. And then she's like, wait, Grey wins. Like, where's Grey win? First off, all the Westerlings who were supposed to be like captives, right? Yeah. He just took over the crack. Are, are like on the dais. He's like, why are? She's like, why are they all up there? <laughs> and he's like, and where's Grey Wind? And when he talked, when she actually asked Rob about it, it's like, oh, like once everybody leaves, it's just her and Rob. And he's like, oh, Grey Wind doesn't like any of them. Like, doesn't like the smell of any of them. And she's like, well, then get the fuck rid of them, Rob. Like, if yeah. Grey Wind doesn't like them, I don't want them to fuck around. And Rob's like, are you serious? And she's like, yes, I'm actually serious. Like, I don't want <laughs> anyone near you. If Grey, like, he's like, should I have Grey Wind smell every person who wants to talk to me? And she's like, yes, it's actually a great idea, Rob. It's actually, it's actually a yeah. genius idea. Yeah, like, why did you stop? It's probably to the point of like, all right, like, let's think about a quote you said earlier. Like, love is the end of duty. What's yeah, love, love is the love death, is the death of, duty. of duty. His love for Jane Westerling is taking away from his kind of like, I guess it's love for Greywind, but like Greywind's like a soldier to him. You know, it's the like, same thing. It's a, the things I do for love. I'm going to lock up Greywind. Right. I think Rob also in that chapter starts saying like, he, he's not the same mom. Like after he's been, like he's been in battle, he's eaten men. Like he doesn't behave the same in halls. Like, you but know. I don't know if that would be true. Cause if everything we've we seen, haven't seen though, we haven't seen a direwolf do the shit that we, but hear everything that does. we've know is that, the wolves take on the personality of the owner. Uh, so if, agree if, with this. if Rob can go out and murder in war and then come into a great hall and be king, Greywood should be able to be vicious as fuck on the field and then come by and lay at his feet in the great hall. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. What, I, I told you what Rob said, and I have the exact same take on it as you. Like we, yeah. From everything we know, as wolves are like their worker, and Rob has no problem going from badass to yeah chill. So Grey wouldn't shouldn't either, in my mind. The reason Rob's locking him up is because he loves Jane, and he yeah. doesn't want to offend her family. Yeah, so. Interesting. I'm curious to see what Grey Wind does walking up the river run, if we even get that. Like, I want to hear him, like, growl or something. When, so the other thing I had on the brand recon thing is when she comes in, when uh, she goes to see Hoster, he is more dead than alive, yet more alive than my poor sweet sons. Sweet. It's a lie. Sweet. Lie. They're not dead. Yeah. Again, sweet. I don't close, know. Close. Close right. Close sweet. Time. There was a couple of sweets in there. I didn't write them all down. So Seasons of My Love. That's the song. This is a song. We hear the rhyme and the rhymer. Got anything for it? 
Tell doesn't Rhyme and the Rhymer die soon? I don't know if there's anything with Rhyme and the Rhymer. You might be right, I'm not sure. Uh I'm talking about more about the song in relation to Tyrion. The reason this song's important Bring me Bring Me Down of uh the the vocals again. Well the reason the song's important is because Tyrion hears Tysha sing it, right? And the the only time we ever hear this song mentioned outside of Tyrion is I think this chapter. So the only ever time it's mentioned is Tyrion. Okay. Alright, so give me what we've heard so far. The the lyrics we have are I loved a maid as fair as summer with sunlight in her hair. I loved a maid as red as autumn with sunset in her hair. I loved a maid as white as winter with moon glow in her hair. So we don't have spring. And we'll never get spring even through Dance of Dragons. Why? We uh, just don't uh, have the first. Saying, right? okay. We have summer, autumn, winter. Let's just say Tyrion, his first one is Taisha. So – Hold on. The whole thing is Tysha sings this to him. And what Tyrion says is this is a sad and sweet song, right? When Tyrion first describes this to Bronn, he says, Mirish, the seasons of my love, sweet and sad, if you understand the words, because I think he's whistling it. The first girl I ever betted used to sing it, and I never been able to put it out of my head. So he says, sweet and sad, if you understand the words. And here in this chapter... Uh, when Cat hears it, I was kind of just give it to like three different girls for Tyrion, but she could hear Rhyme and the Rhymer singing some uh, the faint chords of some love song drifting up from the yard. So sad and sweet. I loved a maid as red as autumn. Mm. Ryman sang with sunset in her hair. So Cat describes yeah. the song as sad and sweet here. Tyrion decides mm-hmm. that it's sad, sad and sweet. Again, sweet is one of those words for us that we look out for. And they, I mean, they both described it as sad and sweet. Like a loving, a loving song doesn't usually sound sad, but. So I, I'm reading some Reddit posts here that say, the, the, that's talking about this. It's saying the only thing sad about this seems it says, I loved a maid, right? Which seems past tense. They all die. The girls exactly. die. So, and the other thing is, what's the spring one? So this person, this Reddit post, and I'll post this in the discord. Uh, let me read a little bit of this. Let me. I'll read the last bit. It's kind of a long post, but I'll read a little like the the last bit. I do believe there is another verse after the seasonal verses that further contributes to why the song is so sad, and I believe that we will get these final verses when Tyrion happens to walk into an inn or into a whorehouse. Do I hear a "Where do whores go?" and hears it one more time, maybe the last time from Tysha herself. Maybe here's my guess at what the whole song looks like. Bold parts are mine. Again, you're not going to be able to see the bold parts, but if you check the Discord, yeah. Sure. This, this first verse and the last verse, basically. I loved a maid as green as spring with sunrise in her hair. We don't have the spring one, but the other ones for the hair are sunlight in her hair for summer, sunset for autumn, and moon glow for winter. So if the sun's out mm-hmm. setting in autumn and moon's out in winter. I right? gotcha. I, I'm not funny. As green as spring with sunrise in her hair. I love the maid as fair as summer with sunlight in her hair. I love the maid as red as autumn with sunset in her hair. I love the maid as white as winter with moon glow in her hair. I love the maid throughout the years now left with nothing but despair. So that last one is say that one again. I love the maid throughout the years now now left with nothing but despair. So basically, he's talking yeah. about the same woman over these years, right? Yeah. Her hair just had different things in it as the years went by: sunlight, sunset, moon glow, and she died, or she never loved him back. I think it's or, Danny. And it ends with "I loved the maid throughout the years, never now left with nothing but despair." And again, this is just a fan's suggestion of what the end could yeah. be. But I like the idea that like 
we hear that the song is sad. Nothing really sounds sad about it. It's a love song. I loved a maid. I, I was in love, right? What's sad about that? Till, till they're dead. It's exactly yeah. what you said. So I think it's Nisa Nisa. I'm, I'm going to say this. This might be like totally off the wall, but the girl, it could be like, I love, like the guy loved her, right? And <laughs> like he had to kill her. Yeah. I mean, I think your other thing was too, is like, is it multiple women? Could this be multiple? Because I love the maid as fair as summer, as red as autumn, as white as winter. Like, is a fair woman? I was going literal like Sansa's red hair. He ends up marrying Sansa. Uh, Taisha could be the girl that he bedded in summer. I like and that. Then, and then Danny's going to be like, she's white of hair. She's fair. And yeah. I feel like she's got some weird ass moon shit that's going on. Well, like Sansa could be as red as autumn because she has red hair. Yep, then that's you have I, Love to Made as White as Winter. Could that be Danny? Because she basically has silver or white hair. Right. Fair hair. Again, that's blonde. I thought maybe Taish is blonde. And then is Spring Black or Dark or something. I don't know. But like, I think Shay has dark hair. Is Shay mm. the, the. Again, it'd be, it'd be weird if Shay is the one we don't know because. I was thinking about like something. Know. So a new like the next girl after Danny, like if he started working for Danny. I get that, but then, if you, it, I mean, the thing is, like Danny's one that doesn't make sense there, because I mean, he doesn't he doesn't love Danny. He doesn't marry Danny. Well, he doesn't love Sansa. I guess he does think about like wanting to like. Well, to that point, Sansa might not be it either. Maybe Penny is one of them. He like kind of likes Penny, like kind of. Yeah. Really, but... Well, he kind of likes Sansa too. He just doesn't act on it because she's yeah, a child. You're right. You're right. Uh, I just think this song is interesting. I don't really think we ever get more of it. I think like most of the stuff, the weird stuff we get about the song is all in this book, Clash of Kings. And I hope it comes back up. Interesting. Also, the one of the things I want to talk about while we're kind of on the Tyrion stuff is Kyle's prediction about Tyrion that he made at the beginning with how does he hurt Cersei? He reveals Cersei. He reveals the secret. Is that possible still to happen that like when he comes back with Danny somehow – he he thinks that if this information actually got spread truthfully, it would give some advantage to Danny. I feel like all the kids are gone. Like I mean, Tommen might not be dead, but like, yeah, the rest of them are dead. Like or, or Marcella's. Tommen's taking a nosedive uh, off the Red Keep. I, I mean, kidding? I guess in the books, Tommen and Marcella are both alive and potentially stay alive. I think Tommen's probably dead. I think Marcella's also. I think I think they all die. Cersei's prophecy is they all die. So I think they all die. Right. I think they all die too. Which makes me think that like revealing that Cersei and Jamie are fucking isn't that big of a reveal? Like who cares at yeah. that point? Um, and let's be honest about how kind of like Jamie is very candid about it at this point. Well, I think he like who cares if Cat walks upstairs and says, "Oh, Jamie told me this." Like is. It, Maybe people in Riverrun are going to believe, but eventually... Right. There's no, like, record... I get there's no recording or anything like that, but, like, at some point, like, say he gets back to her. We know that. Say Tom and Marcella die. Say it's a little bit like the show, and Cersei ends up being in charge. At that point, do they really give a fuck? That's the thing. I don't know. And the other thing that we have in the book is we have Aegon Targaryen, who might throw a wrench in the, is Cersei actually going to be, like, the one in charge? Like... Yeah. A lot of people think that, like, a lot of the book fans think Aegon Targaryen's going to show up and Cersei's going to be gone. Like, not dead, but, like, to Castle Rock and, like, maybe come back in later. But, but why like, would you leave the Red Keep? I, I feel like that would just be giving up your power. Aegon is, like, quivering wet and cold on Dragonstone. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't thought too much about it, but I, I think there's theories that, like, Cersei somehow... I'm just yeah. saying, like... Like, say she does become to power. Like, at that point, you could just be like, look, the Targaryens were fucking each other forever. Like... Grow up. Yeah. Like, we're fucking. Gotcha. Or or you want to talk shit? I'll kill you. That's kind of what happens and, in the show, right? Jamie fucks. Uh, right. Cersei's fucking Jamie. The maid She lets sees, the maid come yeah, in. And yeah. she's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, we're in charge now. Um, 
Next one after. So this is one cats with Hoster. So let me know if you think there's anything weird prophecy wise, dream wise in this one. After a time, the candle guttered and went out. Moonlight slanted between the slats of the shutters, lying pale silvery bars across her father's face. She could hear the soft whisper of his labored breathing and the endless rush of the waters, the faint chords of some love song drifting up from the yard. So sad and sweet. I loved a maid as red as autumn, Ryman sang with sunset in her hair. Catelyn never noticed when the singing ended. Hours had passed, yet it seemed only a heartbeat before Brienne was at the door. She was dreaming. We got a candle guttered out, moonlight slanted through the shutters. She got she got uh, glass candled. Or moonlighted with whatever the moonlight, right? Like Jamie. Is that Quaithy? Yeah, people think like, – well, yeah, people think – I guess you're right. Glass candle – I think the idea is that – What's glass the glass candle, candle? That you need the moon? I think the idea is candle? that you need – yeah, the moon acts as like a satellite to bounce some like yeah. signal off of or – again, that's like – that's like if we're going, is this sci-fi? That's how that would work. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, the moon is just like a metaphor for people messing with yeah. their mind or whatever. Like Jamie, there's a future one with Jamie's with Brienne. It might be after he gets his hand cut off where he falls asleep on a weirwood stump with moonlight, with a full moonlight mm-hmm. on his face. And he has like a really fucking weird dream. So, so it's like Blood Raven or fucking. It's one of his, like, which one is who's, it, right? But Moonlight is yeah. one of those things. It's like, ah, it's kind of weird when Moonlight shows up. So, and we know the candle thing. So this one says, after time, a candle guttered out. Moonlight slanted between the slats of the shutters. Pale lights, every bars. And then, yeah, we hear the song thing. But then all of a sudden, hours passed. Um, I do think, I, I will say, yeah, well, I don't know if it was on the recording or not. Or if I cut it out, probably. But. You said that I get all my ideas from Preston Jacobs. There is definitely a Preston Jacobs mention. I was joking. Mention. I wasn't on the thing. <laughs> there was definitely a Preston Jacobs mention at some point where he says um, there's multiple times in the, in the books where characters lose time is what he calls it. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Cat loses time. Hours go by without anything. Right. Happening, without knowing. The that only time sense. that's happened before is when John attacks uh, Alistair Thorne, gets sent to his chambers. He goes back there, pets ghost, stares at a candle. And then falls asleep and wakes up when Ghost is, is like scr- scratching at the door. It seems like a sleep thing, but like it's also like that he just like that hours just passed while he was staring at this candle. Well, now thing. you're throwing out a now you're throwing a candle in into the mix. Well, again, it's a, it's the same thing. The cat's got this this candle here. So right, those are the two, and it, so two of the, Preston says two of these. The John one I think is further fetched. This one I think there's definitely there's intent there. Like mm-hmm. why mention the candle and the moonlight right before Cat skipping time and like kind of mentioning being kind of disoriented um yeah what does that mean is somebody fucking with her i think it's i think if you know i'm just gonna throw a little bit if it just being like a thing that happens like if you're so fucked up because of something like you just think about it so much that 100 you're thinking 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 and then like you don't know that, that wrong, it but. could just be that the one thing i'm thinking is what cat does right so we didn't we haven't really talk about this too much what happens at the end of the chapters cat lets jamie go right like it seems mm-hmm. like it's setting up to for cat to try and kill jamie kyle's prediction was and jamie's gonna Brand get the goes, sword and, and brand goes too right? yeah and the Kyle and kyle's prediction was like somehow jamie's gonna get the sword which i don't think is a bad prediction what did she need the sword for does she does she make him promise i think she like makes him swear with the sword yeah something like that exactly and we we'll, like we'll, a knight we'll, swear yeah we'll get it we'll, we'll get it it's, it's exact it's exactly like that it's something like, along those lines but like what she does after this is like you've you, so hold on let, let me get your take you've talked a lot of shit on cat and i kind of tried to i feel like you've mentioned she ruins recently, it she ruined everything you, you always say she's she actually been a, she's think, been a catalyst for everything that's gone wrong but i think when you uh when i mentioned that she does this on the heels of getting the brand and rick on news right thinking that sansa and aria 
Mm-hmm. I need to do this or else I'm never going to see them again. I feel like you were like, oh, shit, you know what? I got to get yeah. – gotta... I'm trying I'm, – I've opened my mind yeah. to the fact that Catelyn may be the worst but had a pretty shitty life. Yeah, well, she's in a bad end. spot towards the end. Yeah, for sure. So, towards the end, it got pretty fucking hairy. So I understand. And she got desperate and – Desperate times calls for desperate measures, and she acted on them. A lot of my cat stuff is well before this. Like, she just acts super pompous all the time. Yeah. Maybe not anymore, but early on, like, I'm sure if we go back to, like, when she took uh, Tyrion and just the way she talked to people, the way she talked to Rob, like, first entering his camp, like – and just her thoughts like maybe a lot of it's not even verbal it's but like it's good. it's good a lot of it's good advice though that she's giving but or she like acted like so or thought like <sighs> we'd have to i'm not gonna say it again i've already yeah, said i it. know we've talked we've talked about it yeah go back and listen so, to all the catch i understand if you're a fan of our podcast on youtube we make there's a playlist for each each character. So if you just want to listen to all the cat podcasts you can just pick that playlist go for it there you go a little it's drop jeff's least favorite playlist for sure but it's, but then again, it's not. We've talked about that she has really good chapters. She does have really I just good think chapters. that she, as a person at times, made mistakes. And yeah. I'm not saying, like, Jamie, sure, it's a mistake. Like, it ends up throwing it off the rails even more, and you never get Sansa back. And what George is so good at, though, is making it so, yes, they made a mistake, but there's a good reason for it. Right. Like, it, it, right. you understand why they did what they did. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I would hope my mom would do the same. Right. Yeah. If I'm Sansa, like, yeah, trade that motherfucker. Like, get me home. But if I'm Robin, like, what the fuck? Like, I would have got Sansa back anyway. Yeah. But that's probably not true because they probably would have just killed her if you ever took the castle. You know? So it's like lose-lose. It's a bunch of lose-lose situations. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't hate Kat for this type of stuff. I hate her because of, like, the way she, she acts. Yeah. Acts and, like, talks. Like, she, she acted so above people. Yeah, I get that. That, like... You were with Ned, who acts like the calmest person ever. Like, and she was just like, I don't know, throwing shit yeah, around at people. people. Yeah, a little bit. So, a couple small things I had. One, Jamie calls Rob out for being lonely. I even mentioned it. It's like a kind of a weird, yeah, an adjective to use, like a descriptor word. What's hap- what Oh, is- it's definitely an adjective. adjective. What's happening? It's kind of a verb too. What's but- happening with Rob? Lonely. Lonely's not a verb. You can't. You can be lonely. Be is the verb though. Is lonesome is a noun. Lonesome, lonely might be a noun. I'm not a grammar guy. I'm a math guy. I'm pretty sure B is a verb <laughs> in sentences like that. Like B to and, be or not to be. Yeah. If I just say I am lonely, that's an adjective. But I'm also in the act of being lonely. Is that a verb? Am is the verb, right? Am is like a. But that's not the am. It's saying I'm about to do something. I am running. Running is the verb. Yeah, but lonely is – I don't know. Why well, would lonely – if I just say I am running and I am lonely, running and lonely should both be verbs. But I am sad. Sad's not a verb. I'm not sadding. You can't go sad. You can still say I am sad. Sad's a feeling. Exactly. That's so, why the, the English language is just broken. Yeah. We can it, just yeah. start Rare there. stupid. Skip it. Go to, stick to Because if you go to Spanish, like sense. sad – what would sad be? Like sad I bet has like a conjunction and you're like – <laughs> like Spanish makes sense because you can break down a verb, right? Well, I feel like, like Spanish works the same way. Yo soy, I am. Like soy means that's not a verb, though. Soy isn't a verb. 
Yes. No, you you then go like the running verb. I don't I don't remember Spanish. Well, soy is a verb. I am something. No, it's not a verb. Maybe it's an maybe it's an adverb. I guess you're right. Like when you're saying I'm hungry, you don't say I am hungry. You say I have hunger. Right. Where have is the verb and hunger is it makes I guess right. It makes more sense that way. I don't even know what an ad. See your point. We're math guys. I don't even know what an adverb is. <laughs> whatever that, whatever the hunger is, I am hungry. Whatever that hung, hungry is, I don't know what the fuck that is in the sentence. I is the subject. Am is the verb. Hungry. I don't is think am is the verb. Am. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with you that am is the verb. Again, we're math guys. We're not gonna go there. Bob I think is lonely. I I don't think you've. Do you know my point? You've with this? been a lot more wrong. Rob's lonely. What's happening with Rob right now? Jamie says, oh, is Rob lonely? Is he feeling lonely? When they're talking about how the Tyrells didn't join him, right? That's what Kyle, that was Kyle's reasoning for it. What is Rob doing right now? He just took over the crag. What's he doing? He's banging Jane. Yeah, so he's not lonely, is he? He's not lonely. He's got... He should be. He should be lonely. I was wondering, is this a play? Like, oh, is your son lonely? And she should be thinking, yeah, he doesn't have a wife. Yeah, he, he should be fucking lonely. He's, he's in his bed by himself. Yeah, yeah maybe Actually, it's not he's banging Jane. Maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe it's one of the, I'm the mm. English teacher reading too far into it. I, I caught something. Well, that. We, you need to go Google if Am is a verb. <laughs> That's unimportant. <laughs> Give me your next thing. What is, um, what is a, what's a brother's life when honor is at stake? This, does, this didn't make sense to me either. So what Jamie's saying here is, which they're, what, he, what they're talking about here is, wouldn't your sons also like pull some trickery, send some men under a white flag to rescue their brother? It does say "am" is a verb. Well, I, that's what I've been saying. I hate being right all the time, but you're not. I'm sorry about that. One. Is lonely a verb? Adjective. Is is the verb. Rob is lonely. I don't think. Look up is is a verb. <laughs> Noun and a verb. It, it's weird to say. Like I guess it's like a two B. Like ro- like there's a bunch of verbs that fall under like a two B category. That's the action. Category. The action is two I B. am. Well, no, I am currently. If you look is, it up, is. I'm sure there's a it's a it's a type of verb. I forget what it's called. I think it's like a predicate verb or so, it's something like that. Where it's like anything that means to be like with, like I'm with him or like you know what I mean. It's like a state. It's a state of being verb. I think is what it's called. A state of being or something like that. Again, we're off top. Rob's only. I think that's tied to the. We're we're going way too long. This is already an hour twenty minute podcast. Not well. Then cut it. Cut it off. I'm out of. I've been out of notes for twenty minutes. I got a few more. So Rob's only. We passed that one. Next one. What's a brother's life worth when honor is at stake? When they're talking about this, that's when Tyrion tried to pull this trickery to get Jamie to escape. Right. Mm -hmm. But what Jamie says is, what is a brother's life worth when honor is at stake? Almost again. I guess he's being sarcastic, but the way he says it says. Makes it sound like honor is worth more than a brother's life. I think it's just weird English. I think it's just the way that they were talking. I think he's being sarcastic. I think he's being sarcastic. Oh, but what is yeah. a brother's life worth when honor's at stake? Yeah. I, th- I kind of think how, how he's trying to do it. Like, oh, should I just let my brother die for the sake of my honor? Exactly. Like, yeah. And I think he's being like, of course not. Right. Like his point is, of course right. not. Fuck honor in that situation. Right. I think that's what he's trying to say. In the future, he's going to let Tyrion go, right? But I, in my mind... What I'm thinking is different. I'm thinking if you take this literal, what's a brother's life worth when honor is at stake? John is about to kill Corrin Halfhand, his brother, for honor, to, to follow a command. Corrin says, you have to do anything. Do not balk whatever they ask. And mm. then John, basically, in that moment, he's like, fuck. He knew. He, I don't think he noticed, knows in that moment. But after the fight's over, he's like, he, he fought me on purpose. Like He knew that's what they would ask. He knew I'd have to kill mm. him. 
John kind of keeps his honor by killing a brother. Like, what's a brother's life worth when your honor is at stake? Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, maybe yeah, that's me sure. being the English teacher reading too far into it. For some reason, when I read that line, I thought of John. It's a good like, read. I'm sure Preston told I don't think Preston that. said that one. I don't know. Uh, next one. I think you're going to like this one. I definitely heard this one somewhere, probably on a podcast a long time ago. There's a part where Jamie says something uh, about the red and gold sword, his gold sword with the red Ares yeah. blood. Yeah. Right. And then when we read the Lord Rickard. His gold his gold melted onto the fire. As for Lord Rickard, the steel of his breastplate turned cherry red before the end, and his gold melted off his spurs and dripped down into the fire. So what is beating golden red here? So gold golden red it dripping into the fire, the Lannisters were fucking Targaryens. Targaryens Tyr- beat Lannisters is my answer here. Like, cool, red and gold beat Ares in your mind. Fire beats red and gold. Fire, wait Danny fire shows up. still. Wait till Danny shows up and burns down all your red and gold it, shit. It's kind of yeah, uh, yeah. That one's. Definitely, I don't hate that. That one I definitely heard somewhere. I, I can't give credit to it. I'm not sure where I heard it, but I definitely heard that one somewhere. I'm Team Danny in actual life and in this podcast life. Yeah, and the last thing I, I wanted to look it up. Maybe we'll put, maybe we'll postpone it. I'll put a note. I'll put a note to postpone it. Um, I'll put it in the next Jamie chapter, which will be months from now because it will be in Storm. It's early in Storm of Swords, but. We have at least like 50 more chapters before we get Jamie. Um, but the thing that we talked about, Jamie says, uh, everyone hates me for... The unkindness. The, the the kindness I never did. I will say, I think it passing odd that I am loved by one for a kindness I never did. <gasps> I know what that is. It's Jamie. It's uh, it's Tyrion. He tells... T- he Tyrion loves him. Oh, it's the lie about Taisha? For lying about Taisha. Yeah, he, he lies to him about Taisha. That's a kindness. By not The kindness is not telling Tyrion the truth. Like he tells uh, Catelyn the truth here about Brandon. Ned gave a kindness to Cat by not telling Cat the truth about how Brandon died. Right. I get you. The, the, the same kindness Tyrion did to Jamie by not telling Tyrion the truth. Sometimes Jamie is a Tyrion. Jamie is a Tyrion but it, sometimes it's a kindness to not tell someone the truth. I'm loved by one for a kindness I never did. Yeah. Right. Kindness would be telling the truth. He never did it. Right. So Taisha was actually a whore. Not a whore. She actually loved Tyrion. She actually married him. Wasn't a and, whore. And the kindness is telling that – so he so he doesn't mourn about it. So he can just kind of like – kindness is he lies and says – so Tyrion mar- – there's a girl who actually loves Tyrion. Marries him. Right. Tywin says, you're disgracing our family by marrying a girl this lowborn. And right. tells Jamie, you better tell him he's a whore. And this was all mm. set up. Because that's the only way he's going to let this girl go, is if he thinks yeah. it was fake. Right, so Jamie right, lies. Right. And Tyrion loves him for kindness, like telling the truth about this. But he never did tell the truth. Yeah. and That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. The Taisha thing is what I think goes there. Because by one, we know Ty- Tyrion loves him. See, the people He's who like love him, really the other than Cersei. It's really Cersei and, and Tyrion. Even yeah, even I mean, anti Tywin, Tywin. That if Tywin loves anybody, he loves Jamie. But I mean, that's yeah. a joke. I, I made that. I kind of made a joke of it in the non-spoiler without even thinking about that. I didn't. I couldn't think about it at but all. When I, I say the non-spoiler, I was like, nobody loves Jamie except for the Lannisters. Is what I said. Yeah. And right. It's, I wasn't even thinking about it, but it is. I think. It is I think Tywin. you're. I, I think, think you're spot on. Yeah. If you ever had an original thought, 
You need to make a YouTube video right now. I think it's passing odd that I'm loved uh, that I'm loved by one for a kindness I never did, and reviled by so many for my finest act. And what that means, this is obviously the second part. Yeah, is. I mean that actually shows that like him lying about it is not a good thing. And like the guilty, kindness and is he actually feels guilty about lying about it. Yeah, but he doesn't feel guilty about killing Ares because he knows that was the right thing to do. And again, yeah, the thing, I agree. What's the big thing that we haven't said about him killing Ares that like? He had to kill his dad. He ordered him to kill his dad. Kill his dad, right. and he was going to burn everything. Burn everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Blow up a million people. Right. So that's where I was like, I know we're going to hear the story when he's in the hot tub, okay. right? So like, I didn't want to take that part away, exactly. or even like, yeah, I felt like, so. I feel like even in this, like Jamie's not meant to be a good guy. Like you're not supposed to think Jamie's a nice guy after this, and you were. You were leaning into that a little bit because we find out a lot more that makes this make sense. Yeah. But even here, like you can – if you just buy into some of the shitty – I think talks. we played it at a really good – like we played it at a good, good spot. Like yes, a lot of the stuff Jamie's saying makes sense and there's reasons for what he's saying. But also he is just being a dick for a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But cool. Yeah, that was the last thing I had. Um, All right. I ha- the other thing is dagger talk. I want to talk about the dagger, but we'll push that off the – I actually don't think we ever hear yeah. – we don't hear about the dagger too much more than this. But it is weird that I feel like the point. I'll I'll, leave, I'll, talk, I'll say this for the dagger. For it's, it seems like at the end of Clash of Kings, George wants you to think like the dagger's in Robert's lab, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. we've washed our hands. It definitely wasn't Cersei. Definitely wasn't Damie. Definitely wasn't Tyrion. I kind of hope Rob had it. Robert had it. So I mean, the main theory is that that Robert. Dude, the thing that you said, like Robert's, like fucking, like fuck you, Jamie. I got your dagger. Yeah. Like you lost, bitch. Like that's awesome. It's hilarious. That's, but again, like I don't want, I don't want Robert to be a fucking kid killer. I don't think he had any part. I think the main theory, if you're going off the Robert had the dagger, is Robert did say something about like, oh, it would be a mercy for the child if he was dead. Like I would hate to be. Yeah. Like, I think Cersei later on mentions that Robert had said something about like, oh, he I wouldn't. Would, I'd that. rather be he dead than be that. a cripple. But he wouldn't do it. But maybe. But the theory is Joffrey was in the room when Robert said that, and he heard Robert said that, the and dagger stole the dagger and, and did it to try and impress Robert. Exactly. I'm I'm kind of all in on Joffrey doing something like this. I mean, again. I, it, I think I think Cersei's still on the table. Jamie's reasoning for why it can't be again. I said we weren't going to talk about it. We we're talking about yeah, because the the table the, the the statement was that Cersei doesn't lie. She lies the fuck. Out. She know. lies the all the time. Exactly, we know that. So Cersei's not is is on the table. Jamie, I think, is off. I, Tyrion yeah. is off. Cersei's on. Cersei, Joff, Littlefinger. Littlefinger again. We talked about this early in Game of Thrones, and I, I almost want to go back and listen to what we said then. It doesn't make sense. Littlefinger had... How would Littlefinger know Bran was even paralyzed? He was not in, in Winterfell. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's talk about it next time, because I got to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next one. Thanks, guys, for listening. See you in the next one. Like, subscribe, Discord, all that stuff. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh...